Welcome to the WrestleBall Podcast. We are your host, as always. My name is Joseph Ty. Joining me is my good friend, Mark Belraj. And it has been a tie, Mark. How's it going? Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's been quite a while. It's going good. Uh, Hold on. Did you just say it's Sting? It's Sting! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. Um, Quite the showing from AEW to nab this legend. We've been gone for about four weeks, and Sting has got to be at the top of the list of things we need to talk about. Uh, man, what were your first feelings when you saw Sting? Well, not even saw Sting, but saw his name on the yeah, it was, screen. Yeah, it was quite exciting. It was uh, very shocking. Super shocking. Because no word had been released about this. I guess AEW no. and Tony Khan and Cody Rose, they really do a good job. We did know that maybe a month or two ago, uh, WWE had taken Sting completely off their website. Yes, that's they right. They didn't wish him goodbye or anything. No. Um, so it looked like this may have been in the plans for a while. Probably, I assume Sting asked for him. His uh, release? Not his release. I think Sting just asked for them not to say anything and just to be on their way. Oh, you mean, well, I'm pretty sure like AEW must have planned it this way as well. Yeah. Uh, cause one of the things, and we're going to get into this for sure, is the fact that this has overshadowed Taker's uh, retirement. Which has been hyped for the entire year and then super hyped for the entire month of November. Only for them to, in my opinion, um, you did Sting wrong and you couldn't do Undertaker right is what I'm going with for this. Um, It it was very lackluster. You got to imagine AEW had this planned out. I think so. Just to ruffle the feathers of WWE and Vince, which I think they did perfectly. Yeah. And I love how they did it because it wasn't even like... It's not directly comparable because obviously one's a retirement, one is a signing. Um, but uh, like clearly the news overshadows the other news. That's it. It's over. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say AEW took pay-per-view of the year with the last pay-per-view that they had. I believe it was all in, if I'm not mistaken. A full gear. Full gear, sorry. It was full gear. And then now with the winter is coming, AEW Dynamite, I believe they took the network show of the year. This show alone is taking my breath away. Oh, man. That, well... <laughs> The fact that they saved something like that on a show like... Well, and that wasn't even all of the show. No, which we'll get into after. Big title change that night as well. Yeah. But, uh, you know. Which I, th- I, I knew. Uh, as soon as Sting showed up, I said I knew. I think Kenny's going to win. Mm-hmm. Because I think you might as well go all in on this now, right? Make it a, make it, make it a, make it a dynamite to, to talk about. Um, so going back to Sting... He, he had his original entrance, stared down Cody Rhodes and the rest of them who else was in the in the ring. Uh, he had a bit of a promo last week. Well, before we even go, let's let's take a look at who he, he looked at. And I liked how they did this. And I thought this was very stylistically and storytelling-wise amazing. And this is why I love AEW. So first he goes to Arn Anderson. Him and Arn Anderson have never been friends mm-hmm. on, on K, in kayfabe. Right. But they've known each other their entire lives. Yeah. He looks at him first. Art Anderson looks shocked to death. He then goes over to Dustin Rhodes, who is someone around his age, who's someone who's been with him basically more or less in every organization he's been in. No, they're old school. And fought with him. So he, he looked at the past. The Art Anderson's the past. So is uh, Dustin Rhodes is his generation. Yeah. He goes to Cody Rhodes, which is the future, and also Cody is a huge fan of Sting, even even though his father was you know the American Dream, and and obviously the American Dream and Sting were good friends as well. Cody's been wanting to have a match with Sting his entire life. Cody loves Sting, etc. etc. The list goes on. Then he goes to the future, 
which is did I sorry did I call Cody the future? Cody's the present, um, and then he goes to Darby Allen, which is the supposed future. That's debatable and, and obviously whatever, but it's just a good showing. He stares Darby down, and and Darby's reaction. Say what you will about the kid, was amazing in my opinion. He looked. He looked like he had emotions that couldn't be described. He looked like he may have cried for a minute. He looked like he was a little trying to be fierce at the same time. And he looked like, you know, he's out of a dream. Um, and I, I loved all of it. Well, you got to imagine that this is a dream for Darby Allen. Like, he is, like you said, the future. I don't think he ever thought he would be standing across, you know, face-to-face Sting. with Sting, right? Yeah. So that must be a huge moment for him. And even Cody Rhodes, like you said, this is a, a guy that I'm sure lots of wrestlers looked up to. This is, I don't want to say LeBron James, but you know. Yeah, he's a superstar he's a stature, right? Superstar stature. And the yeah. fact that you may get to share the ring with this guy, oh yeah. man, that's crazy. Yeah. And then he comes the next week, does his, his promo, which I thought, um, and we talked about this. So how did you feel about his promo? Because it was a little out of character from how he was introduced, right? Because he was introduced to her. Yeah, well, he hugged Tony Schiavone, which is pretty uncharacteristic. He's doing his woo and yelling yeah, and he's very charismatic yeah. he's very unlike the entrance that he made and i can go i can i can get with it because obviously you got to make an entrance and he made an entrance now you just got to see why he's here which he didn't really go further on he just said he wasn't here for cody but he did look at darby allen which to me didn't really make sense either ways but, but it seemed to me like his goal is to get that title first and foremost which one uh the tnt title TNT. Which, which is seems which to be sense. why he's focused on on darby which makes sense because he's he hasn't been on tnt for 17 years yeah. or whatever the, the amount is and he's mr tnt i guess you can call him mm-hmm. so it makes sense yeah but darby allen's not really going to be a, an opponent that uh what will be an odd match because yeah. different style, different speed, way different, different age, style. generation. Uh, and Darby, even though he's a small guy, he doesn't wrestle sort of like AJ Styles. Not or, a traditional yeah. wrestlers. Not yeah. a f- suplex guy. Not yeah. a. He's more of a put my body on the. He's more of a Jeff Hardy type. Yeah, he's Raven type. Exactly. He's the kind of guy that's gonna jump and he needs you to catch him kind of deal. And yeah. I don't know if that's gonna work with Sting at this age. Uh, but you never know. He is still tiny. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he does with Darby Allen. Um, if they do do a match, I'm not sure if I'm so interested in that or not. Um, I'm more interested in a Cody match, but I guess they're going to probably build to that. I can see something around the lines of Cody being the heel, perhaps, um, costing Sting the championship at first. Oh, and very, then, very easily. Like the way that Cody was kind of talking to Sting kind of seemed like... He was going to turn heel, right? Yeah. Well, he wasn't He wasn't emphatic about the fact that Sting wasn't interested in him. No. Well, you saw after. He was like, like I said, welcome back, Sting. Yeah. So it was a little greasy there. So it's uh, like, again, and you've said this many times, AEW has uh, con- um, uh, storylines for like six plus months. So yeah, they know months, what they're doing. Six months a year easily yeah. they have on paper. But uh, huge, yeah. huge surprise. Oh, my goodness. Like... I, I really don't know. Because I'm so excited. Like I'm, I'm, I'm more excited, excited about this than I was about Undertaker by like by far. Now, now, do you th- like? We don't even really know if Sting's gonna wrestle. I have to assume he does, but they never really mentioned it. They yeah. kind of just said he signed for and two I, years, and that's the tease. I think. Yeah. That they'll tease it for a while. Again, like I said, uh, like we have agreed upon, WWE did Sting wrong, and I'm gonna point out a few things now. During that whole uh, Triple H, no, don't get me wrong. Triple H is a good guy. I'm sure Triple H wanted what's best as well. 
Uh, Sting was a good guy, obviously. Sting and Triple H, I'm sure, had a great relationship. It was a good that match, said, too. Don't get me wrong. It was a great match. Yeah. I love the match. Yeah. Now, that said, um, what I didn't like about the match was were the little jabs here and there. And the first thing was that this wasn't about the Monday Night Wars. And that's something that they made Sting say. And it, it held true. Until the match. Until the ending. Yeah. And then it was about <laughs> Monday Night War. And then and the next night on Raw, they're saying that, yeah, the, we, we put the final nail in the coffin in the Monday Night War. So I didn't like that. That was a really spit in the face. And I think Sting probably felt that way too. And it was too. weird too because who came out to help him? NWO. Uh, like for Sting, you mean? Yeah. But who came out to help Triple H again? It was Shawn Michaels Shawn, at the end. Shawn Michaels. And then uh, Road Dog, yeah, oh, Badass Billy Gunn, Gunn, and X-Pac. Okay. That came down. Pause. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, and NWO then came NWO was Hogan, I think, right? Hogan, Nash, Hall, Hall. Hogan. Oh, okay. sorry. You said that already. Yeah. Yeah. So that's clearly like Monday Night Wars. It's minus uh But X-Pac. the thing was, if you guys would have said it was a Monday Night War thing, then yeah. I would have gotten on it. But you guys, it's it just like the small jabs. Well, you know, it's it almost uh, like a passive aggressive thing that WWE did there. They yeah. kind of said, it's not about the Monday Night Wars, but we won. Yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't make any sense to me. And then... Uh, I, I respect the match that he had with Seth, although Seth was probably a little too rough. I'm starting to get the weird feeling from Seth nowadays that he his partners don't last, including like partners that are more than just friends. Uh, he seems to be taking away people's careers, but uh, I, I like Seth, and, and it is what it is. But uh, it, it was sad to see that that was Sting's last match in, in WWE, but he can write that wrong now. He looks like he's healed. I'm not saying he's in the greatest shape. He's 60 years old. I'm not sure what to really expect with a 60-year-old Sting. Um, someone like Cody could give him a good match because Cody will... Well, let's, let's, let's not confuse Sting with Taker either though right no like, Taker had really bad matches and we knew he wasn't yeah that's the thing Sting didn't have a bad St- match yeah Sting's never really had a bad like even the one he got injured with Seth Rollins it still he was fought a till de- the end yeah it was still a decent match he just got it injured it was a turnbuckle power bomb that whiplashed his yeah. neck and he continued to fight and he lost yeah. and then even Seth was so remorseful about right. it saying you know I used to dress he didn't know what to say so he said he said while well, they were stretching Sting out yeah. Um, or in the back anyway that, you know, I used to dress up as you as in Halloween and Sting doesn't remember that. So, you know, it, it is what it was. For sure. And so I think Sting can still go probably obviously not as good as he was before, but it's not like he's the taker where like taker walks out and you can already tell he's not 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Sting, like, I think he can go and at least have a couple of matches. Well, the thing is it overshot like... It overshadows Undertaker so hard that I don't even remember what Undertaker said. And this is coming from a guy who loves Undertaker. I loved the Undertaker as a kid. That was my wrestler. Um, I really hated the last five years of Undertaker. Mm-hmm. I basically hated Undertaker. Not hated, but like, hate's a strong word. But I wasn't, I wasn't convinced of Undertaker after that Brock Lesnar loss. Brock Lesnar really messed him up at WrestleMania. I think more so than... Was that the one where they ripped the mat up? Oh, that was after, actually. I think that was after. After that one. Because yeah. that was the last great match I remember from Undertaker. Undertaker, yeah. When he fought Brock yeah, and, and he, and he, he got, ripped up the mat. and That was uh, Hell in a Cell, last time Undertaker, Brock. And I don't think that was a pay-per-view. That was, uh, uh, I don't want to say Saudi. Might have been a pay-per-view then. But I remember they, they quoted it as the last time that they would fight and that was one where they ripped it up yeah and that was a great match like, that was good too yeah and not 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 just a great match for undertaker but a great match overall like mm. anytime you rip up the mat <laughs> yeah. Yeah. good deal had undertaker retired there yeah it would have been good legacy cemented 
Uh, not not to say that his legacy is gone because of the last five years, but Sting really overshadowed his legacy here. He's gonna be a forgotten like goodbye. Well, like... let's be let's be honest. I was never big on this retirement thing. We talked about uh, Survivor Series before, um, and I just I didn't like anything about it. I yeah, didn't yeah. like the way that they kind of planned it out. The fact that they were so secretive about it, and then it ended up being the worst of what we thought it would it be. It wasn't anything. Yeah, <laughs> it was so lackluster. It was so lackluster. And and one of the things that was so weird to me is they bring all these guys out to the ring, and then they're cleared. Like when when Undertaker comes actually comes in the ring, they're all gone. So like, what was the point of all? Yeah, of that? I didn't understand that either. They call a bunch of so basically they call a bunch of legends into the ring. That were still with WWE, just acknowledging Undertaker's retirement, and then they clear out. Undertaker comes in. I think he does like a ten minutes or like a, a minute speech or five minute speech, saying that uh, it's time for him to rest in peace. It's time basically. to him to rest in peace. So he basically tombstoned himself, <laughs> <laughs> and then he left the ring. It was really sad. It was, <sighs> and not sad in the good way. Sad in is like this is the way you're going out. The worst part was his last match was against John Cena, if I'm not mistaken, and he won that match. And I, I kept saying, uh, I guess the last time we were on this pod, which was probably four weeks ago before the pay-per-view, that uh, that's not the way to go out. Traditionally in wrestling, oh, yeah, that's right. That's a you, you lose this. matches. You lose the match, just like Ric Flair did, just like Shawn Michaels did, um, before you go out to give someone else a boot boost and you know just saying goodbye and you didn't do that either you were talking about having taker in the survivor series match which i was totally against and that would have been way better than what they had. just for a spot against aj who you fought already which would yeah. have been fine and, and the other thing that i really disliked was the fact that taker has been thrown down our throats for the literally the last six year, months yeah or even year yeah from the you know first when they had the last ride that was cool and then all of a sudden they brought another series about the Taker back. Last ride, uh, notes from the Dead Man, or Saw something? something like that. And then they had obviously he had two podcasts with with Stone, Stone Cold. Cold. The second one was not as good as the first one. I and, watched and, the second one. Well, you can't do them six months apart and expect a, you know more different topics than you what you've already talked about and stuff like that. But anyways, going like so Undertaker's been thrown down our throats this entire time and at the very least had you given us a match with him to end it off and cap off his career, that would have been okay. For me, if you're thinking about the business and you're always a business guy, you would have given the fiend that win. You could have easily given someone like Drew McIntyre if you really wanted to. I mean, Roman's already beat you. I don't know who else you'd really give it to. Uh, you're gonna have to give it to. I would say you have to give it to the Fiend just to pass on that darkness legacy, just to give the Fiend something. I always felt that Bray Wyatt's character before, even before the Fiend and Undertaker, really paralleled each other mm -hmm. in some way, and you definitely could have given that steam to 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 the Fiend. Who well, he is and, now and, and clearly they're not trying to go traditional anyway, so. Undertaker could have won a match too as his last match. Really, they could have done it that way too if they yeah. wanted to, because they're not doing anything anyway. So, <laughs> so anyway, I, I'm I I don't know what they really say about Taker. It's really dis disheartening for me, especially as as a guy who grew well, up with yeah, him as you, a kid. You've been big on Taker since the beginning, and you really ended him like this. And it's really, it really takes away from who my favorite wrestler of all time is now, because I've seen the story from beginning to end more or less. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas like I've loved Sting almost the same amount of time that I've loved Taker. That's yeah. Um, and I, when I've loved Sting like the most is obviously the NWO thing. Mm -hmm. um, I liked Sting even before the black and white paint. I was huge on Sting and now I'm back big on Sting again. And it might just be that kind of storytelling here on in that Sting is the guy that I'm 
most emphatic about? Well, I, I mean, let's talk about Sting and Taker at their peak. Some of the most incredible characters, storylines I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, like Sting coming down the rafters, down the rafters, Undertaker putting people on crosses and yeah. burning them. Like yeah. some of the most incredible storytelling and like just visually impressive wrestlers uh, and characters that we've seen in our lifetime. Uh, so you're right, man. Like it's super sad to see Undertaker go out like this. Um, but I'm not sad about it either. I just don't care. Now I'm like more writing Sting right now. Like if you had all year to think about how you wanted to go out or six months, however yeah. we're saying, and this is the way you chose, seems like a bad business move to me. And you're all about the business from what I hear. Whereas Sting took his defeat in WWE and the disgrace, not the disgrace, and the um, what sh uh, in the insulting, I guess I can't find a better word for insulting insinuation of vince and wwe and monday night wars oh yeah yeah. And took it all that, in the chin took it all in the chin quietly made your way out and now you're doing something in aw and i respect the fuck out of that well let's just don't forget though sting's always he doesn't really have an affiliation to anyone right because taker for example wwe to the core that said he did fight in wcw as um uh, what's his name again? Something Mark. I forget. Oh, yeah. I just meant like when it comes time yeah, to Undertaker this period, yeah. he's got to do what the WWE wants yeah. as well, right? Whereas Thing can do literally whatever he wants. He's been with TNA. He's, you know, now he's with AEW. He's with WCW. He came to WWE for a bit. So, um, like he gets to write his control his own destiny, whereas Taker, like maybe this is what was presented to him. And they said, hey, this is how we want you to go out and kind of has to say, okay. Yeah, but I feel like Undertaker doesn't have to say okay because Undertaker, Undertaker, or at least Vince, like mutually, right? like okay, yeah. this is what we can agree upon. This, yeah. whereas Sting can kind of say like, listen, if you want me to sign with AEW, this is how I want to do it. Yeah. Period. Yeah, I mean Sting definitely. Yeah, I think they both have say in what they do. Um, the interesting thing I wanted to note was that uh, Sting said he did want to fight Undertaker. Yeah, well, that's been. <laughs> That's been a match that everybody's wanted to see forever. But the thing is, he actually said he wanted to fight Undertaker. Undertaker said he didn't know if he matched him stylistically or something. Like, it's just... Again, a political answer, man. He's tied to the WWE. Yeah, so... I, I do think he has... He has... As much as uh, I agree that he's he's built himself a legacy where he kind of do whatever he wants, he's also at the same time at the mercy of Vince and WWE, right? Because if the WWE doesn't retire him, it's the who's going to retire him? It's It was the greatest match to not happen. Now, the, the question will be what AEW does with Sting to end his career. Yeah. Uh, to give him a last match, to give him a goodbye. And I think Cody and Tony Khan can do right. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you're really going to do. Well, the other thing, too, is AEW. Because um, I can see Kurt Angle coming out of nowhere that'd be awesome i don't know what his contract is like with the wwe i think he's no longer signed with them so i think he can do that um but don't forget aw loves their managers sting could stay on for the next 10 years as a manager yeah if you if, if i'm just saying how you say goodbye to him yeah last match kind of thing but you never might he might just be the oldest wrestler to fight at 870 uh, <laughs> that yeah um, who knows, he may man. never retire. I feel like Sting is one of those guys that aren't into that kind of shit. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like, I don't even think Sting really wants a retirement match because I think he he only like knows you said, WWE. He uh, might want to just keep sorry. the door open. So, like, if at 80 years old he wants to come and just do one match, he can't. Right? I mean, it's Sting. He pops up whenever he wants. Yeah. He takes his time off whenever he wants. Yeah. Um, and people love him. So uh, very excited. That was a, uh, truly a blissful moment for me, dude. One of the. 
When's the last time you've been shocked like that? No, I don't. I can't. I can't say. I think the last time I felt that kind of energy was maybe like AJ Styles when he showed up. Showed at up WWE. at Royal, yeah, Royal Rumble. Yeah, like that, that was like was four, huge four or five years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and like since then, like I, I don't know, man. I yeah. this is the icon. It was yeah. iconic. Yeah, it was. It was iconic, and not taken away from those girls. <laughs> So anyway, uh, it is Sting. Now, that wasn't even, well, it probably was the biggest news of the night, but I mean, we have a close second. Yeah, so. Uh, Kenny um, Omega versus John Moxley. With Don Callis. Now, who exactly is Don <laughs> Callis? <laughs> Don Callis was in WWE for a very short time. He was a manager for the Misfits. Uh, more so uh, the Jackal, which is that super tall guy. He didn't really do much. Uh, he was basically that long-haired dude with the fucking cross on his uh, forehead. I think I think it was a cross anyway. Oh, is that the guy that Bray Wyatt is sort of based off of? I think so. There's a really creepy guy that used to draw. It cross could on be his Mabel forehead. though that you're thinking, and not Mabel. I forget the guy's name. Um, I know you're talking about. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. go on. I don't think it's Don Cal. Don Cal is not that a figure in wrestling. Okay. Until now. Yeah. which I thought they did beautifully as well. Um, but anyway, he uh, he was in WWE for quite a bit. Uh, he was in various WCW storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, be, he he went to TNA Wrestling, which is now known as Impact Wrestling, and he's an executive producer. I was going to say, he's probably more known for his executive status and, and promo yeah. than he is for his actual wrestling. Yeah, and he was he was a wrestler at one time too. So he's been in the industry for a very long time. Um, him and he's also been involved with uh, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay. Which where is where I think he knows Kenny from, but he could know Kenny from like who God knows because they're calling each other uncle and nephew. Yes. Um, so uh, John, um, Don Callis was at the Full Gear pay-per-view watching Kenny beat uh, Hangman Page. Uh, he's... he's um, Invited to join the Winter is Coming Dynamite um, to see Kenny fight John Moxley for the belt. That's right. And then John boom. Maxley has finally lost. lost. Um, he, I think he he, he must have far uh, uh, beats Jericho's record, right, of holding the yeah. title. Yeah, he held it longer than Jericho did. Yeah, Jericho held it long over a year, and then Moxley held it longer than Jericho. And so, so a couple of things here. First off, it, uh, like I think we were calling for Moxley to be th- dethroned for a while, but I didn't actually think it was going to happen. Well, after Sting, what did you think? After Sting, I still didn't think it was. No, really I thought it, I thought that was going to happen. I thought this is the best time to do it because it's not a pay per view. Sting's here, and you're trying to promote this dynamite, which I thought was like legit too. I suppose, but they're completely like different storylines too at the same time. Right? They are, but like if you're going to do something, you go all in. I think, no pun. Yes, you do. <laughs> but uh, besides that, um, we all thought Kenny Omega should have been a title holder for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially off his hype from New Japan. It's like, yeah, for sure, this guy's going to be title holder. So I'm not surprised at all that he won the title. Um, but I am a little surprised that Moxley lost. And I am hugely surprised that they're doing this Don Callis Impact Wrestling Invasion thing, yeah. which is crazy to me because... We haven't seen this? How long haven't you seen something like this? First of all, we haven't seen something like this. Second of all, Impact Wrestling is nobody. Like, there's really... And yet, and yet I've been watching it the last <laughs> two weeks. They're doing their job very well. Yeah. 
Oh, I think they've been an incredible so, job with who they have. And- so the demo, so okay. Um, John Moxie's expecting a child. I, ex- I assume that's why he's going to take a little break. Yeah. I assume. That makes sense. He could have yeah. come back. But Renee is pregnant. Yeah. Uh, also, congratulations to Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins. Uh, Becky posted a picture of the baby's hand. Yes. Uh, Seth Rollins' hands was there too. Don't get involved, Seth. Don't get too involved. Anyway, um, congratulations to them as well. But uh, basically, he, sh- the Kenny wins the belt help with Don Callis who throws a microphone in who actually gets decked by John Moxley um, where uh, Kenny hits him with the microphone one one wing angel, angel one two three and they run they, they run dart right, out the right ring. to the limo um, the promo is that you'll find out Tuesday night whereas the uh, commentator says we're not on Tuesday night yeah, we're on Wednesday, Wednesday night Wednesday, yeah. he's like no yeah we know it's on impact which I thought was beautifully and brilliantly done because they even threw me off guard I thought they fucking whiffed it because they were running and ran out of breath. Um, so on Impact, they have a very small interview at the end of the show, which is terrible. I was going to say a lot of people were criticizing it, saying it was... But like, it worked to what they wanted it to happen. What? So their demographic... So they reached 750,000 people watching, which is the highest they've ever hit, I think, in a very, 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 very long time. So they did what they needed to do because I was watching it. Well, I, 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 what I will say to those fans who criticized it is... Kenny Omega won in the most weasel way possible. He's teasing this huge news on Tuesday night. What did you think was going to happen? It's true. The most weasel thing ever. He gave you a shoddy interview. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you guys fell for it. And you watch all of Impact to watch this crap interview. It's, it worked. And it worked. It worked. And it plays his character. Yeah. It plays Don Callis, who I thought had an amazing oh, promo. He's the new Vince, Dynamite. it looks like. Yeah. Uh, incredible promo. I thought it was Great. He's like the next executive. I know that WWE is trying to push Aaron Pierce, but Aaron Pierce sucks. Who's uh, Aaron Pierce? He's like the executive that they're. He's making decisions for he's on NXT or WWE. WWE. Oh, he's on. I think Raw. I want to say, but he could also be on SmackDown. I don't remember. I don't. Know. But they're trying to push him as an executive. It looks like he's making decisions for matches, and it looks like they're kind of doing the same thing. Uh, that they did with John Laurinaitis, where he starts as an executive making decisions, then becomes a heel or a face. Mm. But you guys are too slow because that'd be too fucking slow with everything they do. Well, the, the funny thing too is they had a couple of characters like that that could have played that part. Like, you remember Drake Maverick yeah. in NXT? Like, yeah. he was a really good exec. He was a good exec, yeah. And then they just. Yeah, exactly. So, John Callis is a name that's starting to float around a lot. I, if the fair fact that I know your name off by heart and I didn't know you prior to this, Means that AEW and Impact is do- they're doing a good job. Um, so um, these he's been on every Impact. He's, he was even on the pay per view last night with Carl Anderson. They were teasing a Bullet Club reunion. Mm. Like I love this stuff. It it just smells good in the kitchen, you know. Oh man, and and the slow build of Kenny Omega. Oh, so good. So good as a heel too. Yeah, I love it. Going from when he tagged with uh, Hangman Page. Then the slow heel turn. And he's not even with the Bucks anymore. He's doing his own thing. Yeah. And I, I love it. I love the way they they basically made and... him go nuts psycho. And yeah. uh, now here we are. And uh, I cannot wait to see what they have in store. Now, you mentioned New Japan. I really do hope we do see a New Japan alliance soon. Because I, if, if correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe that they do have a working relationship with Impact Wrestling. Um, I know they just had issues with AEW. But now that, you know... It could be water under the bridge at this yeah, point. Yeah, at this like, point. Like, why not? Let's make money, right? Let's get all three of them together. 
And let's fuck let's do the it WWE. Up. Yeah. Let's do it up. And like yeah. you said, Impact's been killing it for what they yeah. have. And I'm sure their budget is uh, like a tenth of what they're competing with, yeah. or if not, you know, less than that. Yeah. They're doing a hell of a job. Yeah. Like we know some names of the wrestlers, like Dude. Moose. I was gonna say Eric Young is fucking Eric Young. amazing promo, dude. This guy is so good, yeah. so underrated. Yeah, um, I like uh, Rick. Rich Swan is a great champion, in Rich my opinion. Swan's Moose, EC three. Whenever he comes back, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, lots of lots of really, uh, <laughs> and then they have Ken Shamrock and a couple of other yeah, like, random, matches. Yeah, uh, and let's not forget Sue Young, who I think is awesome because the only reason I think of Sue Young is because I think Abaddon is a cheap rip off of her. But there's another one too, Rosemary in in, in Impact too. They're yes, all the same. Yeah, yeah. I think Rosemary is actually from the Lucha like oh, okay. Mexican leagues. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Abaddon don't really. She comes off as a cheap rip off of <laughs> Sue Young to me. That said, I think all of them are cheap ripoffs of Sue Young. Yeah. Sue Young's was good. Yeah. I like Sue Young's character development because she went from that Barbie doll thing or mm. play doll thing, and then to this whatever this one kind of creepy darkness, ring. yeah, yeah. Chucky kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So um, let's see. Although that said, um, Abaddon and Shida, Hikaru Shida, I think they're gonna have a pretty decent feud. Yeah. Uh, I like I like what I see in terms of Sheeta like actually getting scared. And you see the uh, the last dynamite where she smacks her yeah. with a stick and then gets she gets up back anyway, up and yeah. she's like, "Oh shit, let's get out of the ring, man." Yeah, let's get <laughs> That's good, yeah. <laughs> let's dip. But anyways, AW's been killing it. Absolutely just murdering it. Yeah. Um Oh, you know what? Before we move on from AW, we got to talk about the inner circle. Because Nothing's really happened, but stuff has happened. Yeah. Um, they all went to Vegas. They all went to Vegas. Courtesy of MJF and yep, his rich yep. bank account. They, they kind of teased the breakup and then kind of were like, all right, like we're all, all on in. board yeah, here. All, yeah. um, I really dig the, the comedic aspect of, uh, we're talking about this Morlow and, and Jake yeah, Hager. I like it. Really? Even in this picture I got here, they're, all look, yeah. they're staring at each other, <laughs> which is what Jack Swagger said, this guy won't stop looking at me. Yeah. Well, you remember when they all agreed that we're all good, they put their middle fingers together in the end? Warlow was pointing it at Jackie the entire time. Because <laughs> everyone's pointing at the camera except for Warlow. He's pointing it at Jake Hager. It was I didn't awesome. notice that. That's funny. Really awesome. So uh, MJF will hold on to the TNT ring for another year. He beat... Uh, um, Some nobody, I think it was. No, right? no, no, no. Um, Orange Cassidy. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Because of Mer Miro, Miro, whatever the fuck Oh, man. Should we talk about Miro here? Fucking Prada shirt bullshit. Dude, I. And here's the thing, I'm pretty sure this gimmick is like agreed upon by Miro. Like he might even have brought this gimmick idea to AEW. But the fact that they're continuing it, I think what the problem is is that there's too many good guys that you could push, and it's just not his time. Like Hangman's probably next. So why in line. do you have this guy come out and beat twenty guys up? It's you got to build his heel case. <laughs> I assume. You you let him beat twenty guys up, so clearly it's somewhat close to his time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, think so. I don't think it's close. To, I don't think he's. I don't. I think he's far from his time because now you got Kenny as the champion. I mean, you could get him going after Darby as well, uh, but I guess he's just gonna do this Kip Saban thing for a little while and just I be annoying know, as fuck. Cause it's working. Cause we're both annoyed as fuck with him, right? So, <laughs> I mean, it's working. It's not so much annoyed. It's, I guess, it's annoying. It's annoying. He's just annoying. I don't know character. how to feel about it. It's just like, because he basically has two characters, right? Yeah. He's the, the gamer, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like the roided, crazy 
guy who beats everybody up. Yeah, including like and it just, security. And it stuff. doesn't make sense to me, but I don't know, man. Like they could have had some really good feuds out there. Like if if it's not his time, let him feud Brian Cage. Brian Cage is not oh, doing anything dude, anyways. They're not doing anything with Brian. But Cage. imagine two big guys like that. That whole <laughs> that whole Taz thing is so terrible. The only guy that's really getting We've anything really out of it is Ricky Starks. Over the last, uh, he's boring. It's the same thing, and it's just like oh, I want to talk to the management about something. And Cody's like, I'm right here. It's like, yeah, he's like, you don't respect the FTW belt. It's like, how can I respect it? We didn't bring the belt in. It's like, these are very valid points for management, Taz. Well, well, what I don't like about Taz is that he also is playing two characters because when he goes on the commentary, uh, commentary, which is his main job, I would Mm. say, he's completely impartial. He talks normally. And then we're supposed to believe that he's this crazy heel boss after when he's the, you know. And then he's ripping on the management for like not giving them opportunities. Like (laughs) you're not giving Brian Cage opportunity. It's your fault. Yeah. You, You guys are promoting Ricky Starks and your son. Yeah. Powerhouse Hobbs and... Uh, yeah, and I was about to say, and then they bring in a guy who's basically like Ryan Cage in Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah. And by the way, that name's terrible. They should have just called Will Hobbs the Powerhouse or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Powerhouse Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs just sounds like a Fast and Furious And thing. Brian Cage is, who else? <laughs> like, that's all you could muster for this fucking man? Like, he's so good. He could probably kill... Him. He, he could probably walk into Impact, destroy everybody. Dude, and if his promo skills were that bad, turn him into Brock Lesnar. Which is what they had with Taz, which was good. Except now they have him say the one line. Yeah. <laughs> Who else? <laughs> it's not gonna. Anyway. That's Anyways, it. so um, going back to uh, Inner Circle, though. Um, I, what do you think's next for these guys? I don't know. I thought that uh, Orange Cassidy was gonna win that ring, uh, that ring, mm-hmm. because of something that Sammy Guevara was gonna do, because they were teasing a Sammy Guevara. MJF feud, but it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't really know what's next for these guys. Yeah. They I, seem too stacked and they're not going after the championship belt because well, they're all heels. Hey, I was going to say too, like they could probably string this out for another six months at least, right? Yeah. Like uh, this whole in limbo, uh, you know, do you guys want to work together or not work together thing? They could probably string that out. Yeah. Uh, Cause even though it, it, nothing's really happened, I've been pretty interested in, in, in their story. Just to like, see where it goes. Yeah. yeah. What, like what they're trying to flirt with and, yeah. and stuff. So yeah. So, uh, but anyways, to, to summarize, AEW's been killing it. You see, the thing is, if you, if you guys would have went after Hangman Page, I think this is the perfect time to do it. And it really saddens me that Hangman Page has to work with Dark Order now next week in a six-man tag. Um, my boy, John Silver, who I like, but at the same time, it doesn't make any sense. You have this great face, baby face, and you got, the, you got this inner circle. I will say I, I don't mind the Dark Order without uh, yeah, I, I, Brody I, I, Lee. I agree, but you're really wasting Hangman Page. He's a face. Get the face to go with the with the heels and, and, and get that going. But I guess you want to build Inner Circle a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I think like it would be perfect for Hangman to get involved with these guys. Why, why is he getting involved with Dark Order for? I don't understand. Whether it's for Dark Order or, uh, Dark Order or against Dark Order, it doesn't make sense to me. They're not even in your league. Well, Brody Lee's in your league. I was just about to say, I, th- I think it's because it's not Hangman's time right now. Because Hangman's going to be a top player one day, but he can't do it right now with all the big names that they have. Yeah, but like I said, getting involved with the only guy in Dark Order that can give him trouble is Brody Lee. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think he's way above Dark Order, but I think this is just filler for him. He just needs something to buy his time until he's on to Or his... Miro. Miro would have been perfect for Hangman. F Miro. I'm just saying. Like, there are options. I don't Miro know why Dark is Arrow is like, in why is Dark League. Order top priority right now? It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, yeah, again, I think it's just filler. You can do Powerhouse Hobbs. You can yeah, do you could. You could. Brian Cage. You definitely could. You do could do Ricky things. Starks. Yeah, 
I, I think the whole thing is, you know, Dark Lord is still trying to recruit him. It's, it's like, it doesn't, anyway. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, these are the little tidbits of, I mean, AW is doing so much. So obviously I'll be a little more critical of them. Whereas like WWE, I probably won't even talk about because you guys aren't doing anything right. Right. So well, we'll talk about, yeah, we'll talk about them. <laughs> we'll talk about them in a bit, but before that, let's move on to another, uh, organization that's been killing it, which is impact. Um, we had final resolution last night. Had, yes, they had. Um, uh, but I, I didn't really watch it. I don't think I watched a little bit. Um, the only one that I really liked was Eric young, who I thought caught an amazing promo against Rhino. Um, he's, he's with this guy named Joe Doring, which is, he's from apparently new Japan as well. Okay. He's a big guy. So they're trying to push this big guy with little guy thing. Eric, he's great on the mic and they're totally destroying it, which I thought was great. Um, I want to say, uh, Rohit Raju, which, who I thought had a great year. You really like this guy. Yeah. Um, he was undefeated the entire year and he lost. So basically he had an open challenge for, he called the the Rohit challenge Mm -hmm. for the NX, for the, uh, MPAC X division championship against. So basically Manic, who is actually TJP. Um, TJP was not supposed to have a match against ever against uh, Rohit ever again. Um, so I was very oh, surprised from a previous like stipulation. Match? Yeah. Okay. But was, they just they flirted with that like the week before on Impact too that uh, Rohit's gonna open it. Rohit's gonna open an open challenge to anyone except TJP since he can't do it. And then TJP came out as Manic and okay. won, ended up winning the belt. Oh, so this is the first time he's wrestled as man that name so it's just a fake persona yeah yeah like otis when he had his fake persona i dig it um so he won the belt (laughs) from rohit which i thought was a great year-long feud by both of them so i I really thought that they ended that off really well i like rohit raju as a heel because he's really good on the mic Mm -hmm. uh still is not bad either but he's basically like an mjf stocky kind of guy yeah um so that was cool um uh, Diana Perusa defeated Rosemary. I did watch that a little bit. Wasn't super interested in that. Rosemary is one of those, as we were discussing, um, uh, Sue Young sort of clones, uh, Abadale sort of, Ab- Abaddon. Sort this of was clones. for the Knockouts Championship? Mm-hmm. When did Sue Young lose it? I think like literally, she literally a week won later. It like a month later. <laughs> she lost it a week later, I oh, think. Yeah, they had that- a rematch and she won. Oh, that's too bad. Carl uh, Anderson defeated Ethan Page, the Canadian tag group. Um, before this match, Carl Anderson had an interview with uh, Don Callis and Kenny Omega, basically flirting with a Bullet Club reunion, which I thought, again, was great. Pretty cool, yeah. Um, I was surprised that Carl Anderson won, but at the same time, not. Only because um, uh, if, if, if the Canadian, which was Page... And Alexander, or I guess Paige in this case, would have won. They would have had a future Impact Wrestling title, mm. which now is held by uh, the Good Brothers. That's right. Um, but I guess that didn't happen, so they're not getting that. And then obviously Rich, Rich Swan defeated Chris Bay. It was a great match. Stylistically, they definitely fit together. And then Moose came out at the end to give uh, Rich Swan his belt, basically meaning Moose is probably going to hold that belt very soon as Moose is just a dominating force. Um, I would like to see EC3 somewhere, but it looks like they're holding off on that for a little while until something. Yeah, somewhere. it's a bit interesting uh, how he kind of... No, I wouldn't say fizzled out, but he just disappeared after the Moose uh, match. Which I think he's doing on purpose. Oh, yeah. they uh, Maybe he just took some time off for whatever reason. Yeah. But uh, Impact's been absolutely killing it. Now with Don Callis and, and Kenny, Kenny Omega. Omega like, at the uh, helm, yeah. Who You'll- knows what these guys are going to be up to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I always liked Impact just because they, they, I think I started watching Impact again when they had uh, Moose versus, um, Ken Shamrock. 
So they just have these weird matches, and I love it. And yeah. and then it's, it's just out of the blue and interesting. It's yeah. like like random, like you exactly. Know. So they're they're doing a hell of a job. Now, who you know who's not doing a hell of a job? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. WWE, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So we already talked about undertaker um so we'll just briefly talk about survivor series um obviously we did not like how taker went out um but what do you think about the rest of the event great i thought it was awesome um i really dug the bobby lashley Sami Zayn match you are right bobby lashley won um just making him making Sami Zayn probably his toughest opponent of the year um <laughs> <laughs> hold on Sami got his on. ass whooped though to be fair but i love Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's like one of my favorite characters. Didn't Slapjack just beat somebody the other day? <laughs> I don't know. Did he? Oh, he beat Ricochet. What? Yeah, he beat Ricochet the other day. Oh, that's Slapjack I mean. is no joke, all right? He's a, he is a perennial contender. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Sasha Banks defeated Asuka. You, you definitely call that, and you're absolutely right. You have to give the win to Sasha. She's riding a huge wave right now, and it doesn't affect Asuka one way or the other. As now, for some reason, she's tagging with Lana to go against Baszler and Jax for the tag belt, which I think is interesting. I think they need to win, though. I didn't mind that, because I don't like uh, Nia Jax and um, Shayna, Baszler. Shayna Baszler as a tag champs anyway. So if Asuka becomes a double champ again by getting the tag title. I would love it. I think with that's the way to Lana go. With Lana too? Yeah, that would be the way to it's go. It's going to be awesome, right? Like, that's a cool tag team. Yeah. And like. TLC is next Saturday. I'm, we're not previewing it today. We'll try to preview it next week. But uh, but yeah, but like going back to that tag team, they're basically like polar opposites. I would enjoy that. You know what I don't enjoy though? Sasha Banks and Carmella. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Well, we talked about this. We said that they did the Bailey-Sasha feud too quickly. Well, they too ended fast, it too quickly. ended it too quickly, yeah. Uh, the moment that uh, Bailey lost that belt, that should have been the beginning of another year-long feud. And they ended it within the next week. They're like, "This is the final match," or two weeks later, "This is the final match." And then Sasha, it's like obviously Sasha's gonna win. Yeah. She's never had a history of long reigns. It's like I could, I, I could have predicted that. Even Sasha's joked about it on I think Insta or Twitter or something because somebody was like, "Hey, are you and Bailey ever gonna be friends again?" It's like I think she said something along the lines of, hey, "This is the WWE. Uh, Bailey and I are probably gonna get married tomorrow." <laughs> so um yeah so i think even like i think even the wrestlers are self-aware that this is kind of like yeah it's a it's an abrupt it's a botched job and then not to say i don't like carmella i do like carmella just no build up and it's lackluster it's last lackluster and sasha has unfinished business period yeah um, well, the other thing is you fate you faced Bailey, who's top of her game. You faced Oscar, who's the top of her game. Now you're facing Carmella, who we haven't seen in like two years. I've repackaged Carmella. Yeah, repackaged Carmella. Like, who? You know, yeah. she could have fought Baszler. She could have fought Nia Jax. I'm just, and I know they're on different brands, but like these are level. For sure. And, and you mentioned this before. Like, we were more interested in Sasha Banks before she even got the title. Now that she has the title, I'm, li- I'm, I'm less done. interested. Yeah, in- I've, like, I've, like, I've climaxed and I'm done. Yeah. Like, I've moved on, right? Yeah. So um, they, they need a little work there. And that's no fault again of Carmella or Sasha Banks. I think they're both terrific wrestlers. It's just wrestlers. the booking is bad. I think the booking is just bad. Um, I did like the Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. Team Raw did win. Um, oh, you're talking about the women's or the men's? Men's, so, yeah. Okay. Uh, the women's I didn't like as much. I like the ending, which was, I was Lana about winning. to say. Like the ending of the women's was pretty tight, man. Yeah, I really like that. So. I don't think Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan are great wrestlers. I think 
they're just not there. Ruby Riot is a good wrestler. I don't think so, dude. She's a good wrestler. I looked at both of them. They were botching like left, right. I was like, mm. and they're botching like together too. It's weird. Um, I wasn't sold on them. Natalia is obviously, you know, professional. Bailey's obviously top of her game. Mm-hmm. She might be my wrestler of the year, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll talk about in the coming weeks, wrestler of the year. So you get your picks in mind. Yeah. Um, Bianca Belair is obviously the EST, the Mr. Perfect of the women's, you know. So, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Going back to the men's, though, you absolutely call that, by the way. What's Team that? Raw just flatlined flat SmackDown. Yeah. Well, they didn't have much. They literally had Otis, King Corbin, and Jey Usos as the odd guys, and got Seth and Kevin Owens. Seth, I think, left or something. Yeah, he got eliminated early, I think. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, he did some weird stuff. I forget what he did. Yeah. He did yeah. some sort of thing that backfired, and then... He Anyways. just left, yeah. But these guys were gonna... Team Raw was gonna win, man. They're, yeah. They're yeah, and, and, yeah, you were right, man. Like, Keith Lee's... Another thing Sheamus, was, Keith Lee did Braun a... Strowman. These are all just... Keith Lee, did a, Keith Lee did a 24-7 with... This will be his first the WWE network, so it really oh, yeah, revealed that, a, yeah. a re- revealed a lot about his life. Um, not make this is his third try in WWE, and this is the one where he made it. Uh, he lived in his car. Uh, he could have been an NFLer maybe, or at least a college football player. Um, yeah, well, that's uh, what his dad was grooming him to be, right? Yeah, um, and he wanted to go the wrestling route, and uh, it doesn't work out for him sometimes. But then he started picking up steam, and he's got a lot of steam now. And Vince, Vince McMahon loves him. Yeah, well, Vince was saying he's going to change the fucking game. Yeah. Um, he said, I'm definitely going to do it if I can. And I, I, I'm big on Keith Lee too, but the problem, I don't, Keith Lee's not the problem. The booking is the problem. The booking has been the problem. How are you going to book this guy properly? And I know you've already been getting sick of him, which is not the right way to book someone, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I, I don't know really what to say to that. And, and Keith Lee definitely can destroy the game. With his size, his athleticism, his ability, he can. But the problem is if you're going to book him wrong, He's not going to be the guy that you want, right? Well, right off the bat, he lost a couple of matches after having so much steam coming into the main roster. Um, I do think he... Uh, not that he is the problem, but I don't think he's ready for that, you know, top spot yet. Well, the thing is, you had a babyface on Drew McIntyre. Why would you put Keith Lee on Raw with the babyface and his friend, Drew McIntyre, when you could put him on SmackDown yeah. and a babyface against Ro- Roman Reigns? You don't have to let Roman Reigns lose. Yeah. But you could have him have a f- stupendous match. Roman Reigns is capable of that. For sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. Going back to Keith Lee, though, I, I, I just think he... I'm not compelled. I'm not compelled by his storyline or his promos. Look at SmackDown. You could have had Big E and, 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 and Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. I, again, great match, yeah. but storyline-wise, I'm not compelled. Keith Lee could have been a heel. I don't mm-hmm. think he should have been a face. Keith Lee is a heel. Yeah. That's compelling. <laughs> and he could be a heel. A, and because he, he's a powerful heel, right? He's a yeah. big guy, you know? I, I'm not really sure what you do with Keith Lee because just going based off of history, guys his size don't normally get that top spot like that. Like, because he's very similar to, I would say, someone like. Actually, he's not that similar, but he's sort of like a Mark Henry that can also do flippy stuff. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Keith Lee won Royal Rumble next month. For sure. Uh, but, like, can you see him having a run like uh, Drew McIntyre, though? It depends who's around. Um, and Raw, as you can see with Team Raw, there's a bunch of monsters running around. So Keith mm-hmm. Lee fits in with them, but doesn't necessarily win all his matches. Whereas if he goes to SmackDown, the really own competition you really have there is Roman Reigns. And you'll probably lose to him, too. Yeah. But 
he can have a more dominating reign in SmackDown to build his character up than he can in Raw because he's already lost to Braun Strowman. Where the fuck is Braun Strowman? He got suspended. I was just about to say, it's funny that you mentioned Braun Strowman, but it's like, I don't want Keith Lee to fall into that. You don't want Keith Lee to be booked as Braun Strowman has been booked. I think, I don't know if you agree with that or disagree. Yeah, like I don't want him to have that title run because I feel like if you put Keith Lee in a title run now or anytime soon, it's going to be very similar to Braun Strowman and he's going to lose it very quickly. Yeah. Um, and Braun Strowman's another guy that I felt uh, wasn't ready for it in terms of his promo. Um, he to be on Team Taz, I think. <laughs> Who knows what he needed? Or the Hurt Business. I don't know. Who knows Choose. what he needed? Pick your poison. Um, Hurt Business is another fucking story. Oh, dude. I even want to get into it. It's been such a train wreck in that. And they were doing so well. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird because MVP is doing great. his job. Yeah. And the g- collective guys that they have in the group are all awesome. Like I like them all. I think they're all. It's just the storyline's not there. Good. You guys are f- you guys are beefing with retribution. In one match, it was done. You never beefed again. Yeah, like the hurt business should be what's um. What was their faction called? Triple H and Evolution. Evolution. I can't believe it slipped my mind, but it should be like Evolution. Evolution is a mystery. I guess maybe that's why the mystery they didn't solve it. So. <laughs> but anyway, um, I don't really know. I think Keith Lee probably does have a big year ahead of him next year because it seems like WWE is done with all their stupid storylines this year. Right. And they might want to start fresh. I'm sure Vince is steaming at Sting, at the Sting thing because he definitely like took it, took all that thunder away. Hey man, it's all their fault anyway. So 2020 was a terrible year for these guys. So, Stock's doing okay though. What? <laughs> <laughs> and again, we just talked about WWE, but really we didn't talk about any storylines because there hasn't really There's not been real, any real storylines. Story yeah. Now, on to some positives and negatives again, but <laughs> positive first. NXT TakeOver was awesome. War Games was really good. Yeah. Um, I think this was a contender for pay-per-view of the year as well. Yep. I thought it was a really good pay-per-view in terms of like the quality of the matches. Like that women's uh, war games match was insane. Yeah, Io Shirai with the spot of the night with the garbage can Dude. over and jumps off. Amazing. And even the finisher spot, taking uh, yeah. that, what is this, powerbomb off the second rope into the, what, was it chair? Yeah. Like that was pretty That's freaking crazy. Yeah. Like Io Shirai to me, insane. She does incredible spots she gets it done man she she can sell like oh, everything about what she does is insane um dark horse for wrestler of the year as well like she's she's been uh, killing it in terms of her wrestling ability but anyways going back to the matches so the women's match was great the men's match was amazing too uh they had freaking um pat pat big spot mcafee I, I think that's all he trains after watching that match i don't really think he knows how to wrestle i think he just knows how to do big spots big spots well, that's what the people want salts, yeah that's what the people flips. want yeah. <laughs> he's gonna have a big year next year i think dude incredible yeah. uh and uh, obviously his his promo skills are you know really really good but yeah. I, I mean as long as he can do big spots yeah he can be booked whenever yeah I really like the uh, Johnny Gargano, Damian Priest, and Leon Ruff oh, match. That was a really good match. Good match. Yeah. Um, Leon Ruff did lose the belt to Johnny after winning it from Johnny. Yes. Because of Damian Priest. I was going to say, Leon Ruff was like the odd man out. I didn't even know how he became the title holder to begin with because yeah. I don't really know too much about him. No one knows. That was the whole point. He was just some random guy that got in. Not a random guy, but he's a guy who got an opportunity because Damian Priest interfered. He was able to capitalize and win the belt, which I thought was great. He is athletic. He's, he reminds me of Rich Swan. Yeah. Um, Chris Bay kind of characters where they're just super, super, super athletic. You can see it in his body as well. He's a little underdeveloped because he's young, but he's got all the tools. 
And I love Damien. You know I'm big on Damien Priest. Uh, and he's been, I think he's been bulking up a little bit because he's he looks bigger, starting yeah. to look like Roman Reigns or something. Yeah. like. And he had a lot of up potential because he sort of reminds me of King Corbin, but like way fitter. Way fitter. Um, and probably Corbin's good on the mic. So Damien Priest, if Damien Priest can get above that level, he'll yeah. definitely be someone that yeah. they'll think of. So he has got a bright future ahead of I, him. I agree. But even their, uh, um, going back to war games, like even Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Grimes in the, the strat match, that was a good that match. That was a good too. match, yeah. Uh, hell, I mean, strat matches are awesome, too. Dexter right? Loomis is that fucking, like, hitman looking guy. Hipster hitman. Yeah, I love it, though. Like, it really freaks me out. This yeah. guy's, like, look, and this guy's, like. You like, know what he reminds looks me? Looks American of? Psycho kind of look. He reminds me. He, I feel like Dexter Loomis, if he, if he joined AEW, he could be with Butcher and Blade, and they could have oh, some weird, like, hipster. Mustache thing going yeah, on. Yeah, like, <laughs> weird hipster butchers, yeah. uh, assassin kind of. I really like Dex Dexter Loomis's look. It yeah, really well, creeps me out. Let's be honest, too. He's a good-looking guy. He's yeah. jacked. Um, but he's not that tall. Is he not that tall? He's not that tall. So that's where his limitation is going to be. He's going to be okay in NXT, but he's not going to do well in mm. WWE. So I would... I would advise him to look into his options when his contract runs out. Yeah. I mean, the money's great, but if you want to make an impact, you might have to go, no pun intended, to maybe Impact Wrestling or AEW. That's right. Uh, but, like, the look is good. He is Jack, but he's a smaller guy. So he's like a six-foot kind of guy. So, yeah. WWE's going to look at that and say you don't really size up to everything, especially with WWE having a lot of monsters on their main brands. It's well, really I tough. I mean, if, if, you're Ale if, if, if Aleister Black can't... Well, he's already, in the main roster and he's asked to go back to nxt and yeah i mean that's what i'm that's exactly my point right like good luck everybody else and the other thing i didn't like now this is part of the booing part is that they had war games the same night they had tribute yes. to the troops and not only that during the main shows of ron smackdown they never talked about the nxt pay which i thought was a complete waste because you could have easily promoted nxt on these two platforms you chose not to do it you did show clips from your tribute to the troops but everyone knows tribute to the troops is a tribute to the troops <laughs> it has no weighing about you know getting people to watch this is just something you do out of kindness and and, and great but your NXT pay-per-view was amazing, and the fact that you didn't even talk about it really, it turns me the wrong way. So well, that's all you, I'm going to say. Would you say that, that was WWE's best pay-per-view this year? I it must be up there. I think like, so. I think it's probably the best pay-per-view. Yeah, it, mu it must be up there. Yeah. Uh, maybe, um, was it Hell in Cell that was really good as well? Hell in Cell was good, yeah. That was with... Uh, Jey Uso and Roman Reigns. Yeah, and they had a few. And Sasha and Bailey was a really good Hell in a Cell. That was title changes that night, yeah. right? So, so that was a pretty good pay per view as well. But like, like we said, WWE always knows how to botch the good news. They botch had a me. good, they had a good event, and then they just ruined it the next day by not mentioning it. Change it to botch mania, yo. <laughs> so WWE. Well, you don't have much time left because there's only about two weeks left and three weeks left in the year, maybe. So yeah. good luck. <laughs> And always remember, just remember everything that's transpired. And it all comes down to this. It is Sting. So don't forget that, Vince. If you're if, if you're you happen to be listening to this podcast, it's Sting, alright? It's, it's not Taker, it's Sting. Sting. Um so a hell of a you know, a couple of weeks for wrestling. AEW again, killing, killing it. it impact. Now killing, killing it. it, yeah. Like Day come on, WWE, step up. And, and it's gonna be tough for them now that Seth Rollins is on leave, and yeah, Seth is, uh, has a baby, so he'll probably be out for a little while. Not that they needed him; they moved him to SmackDown, which didn't make sense because you had Roman as a heel. But I could go on for years about what's wrong yeah. with bookings. But anyway, 
Uh, now over to the NBA. So we did our fantasy draft. Fantasy draft did this you morning. Wanna, did you want to go through your team real quick? So Heck yeah. My team is a little strange. I'll go first since my phone is already out. My team is strange. Um, I don't know why it came down like that, but it did. Uh, so basically my team is Luka Doncic, Donovan Mitchell, John Wall, Victor Oladipo, DeMontis Sabonis, Julius Randle, Nikola Vujovic, James Wiseman, Blake Griffin, Anthony Edwards, DiVincenzo on Milwaukee, Aaron Baines on Toronto, and Jay Schauder, who's on Phoenix. So so let's talk about your team first, uh, since you mentioned all the, your guys. Um, your team can either kill it or it'll be a disaster. It'll be a disaster. Yeah, I got like three, <laughs> three four injured guys. Uh, based on where I chose, um, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I'm looking at right now field goal percentage. Uh, free throw percentage, oddly enough, um, which I could get away with. Um, rebounds, probably steals, and hopefully blocks, which would give me five categories. Um, I could get away with points. It really depends how some of these guys do. Like, I obviously, John Wall, we have no idea how he's going to do. Well, I mean, you've got him fifth round, so I don't see him being worse in a, a third or fourth that's, rounder. That's true, too. And I'm hoping Donovan Mitchell will pop off. I'm hoping Luca will have his MVP year this year. Right. Um, Oladipo hopefully comes back to form, but he hasn't been cleared for back-to-backs yet. I mean, Sabonis, Vujovic, Randall, you sort of know what you get with those guys. Um, Blake Griffin, I mean, he could be a... Six round or higher kind of guy. I got him. Blake little... Griffin, he he's so scary to me. He is scary because, because he's he either going to be a third or a fourth rounder, or he's going to be not even playable because he's going to be injured all year. Yeah, and I got him ninth round. So I, I mean, he's he's a droppable candidate to me. The way I the way I do fantasy drafts is your first eight, which is which would hopefully be your top one hundred, which would be ninety six players total. I'll be drafted at that point. Um, would be the players that you keep for sure so long as everything's good and the other the rest you can sort of drop and go because i'm a big free agency kind of guy or, or yeah free agency free agency kind of guy i like You're to drop kind of guy yeah so that's usually how i make my bread so anyway i'll let you go ahead with your team um yeah no um i'll, I'll just quickly say the kind of the picks that i really like from your team john wall at fifth round i love that pick victor oladipo at sixth round i love that pick too i don't think he's going to be as good as he used to be but I, again, I don't see him being lower than a fourth or fifth round type of guy. Um, and I don't think these guys will get injured because they've been injured for so long as it is. Um, so I think that you're good there. Um, That's the, where it goes downhill. <laughs> well, I mean, besides your obvious picks like yeah. Luca, Donovan, Mitchell, those are all good picks as well. Um, the only critiques I have, and I've already talked to you about this, James Wiseman, Anthony Edwards, two rookies. Uh, but again, like you drop one of them, not a big deal because you're going to pick up some guys anyways. Um, and then another steal pick, I think, for you is Aaron Baines, man. Mm-hmm. I honestly see him being a like seventh, eighth round kind of guy. I could easily see him averaging 10 and 10. Yeah, which is what I hope. Um, I'm really looking for... Uh, he, Plus gonna, a three. Yeah. Probably. Like, yeah. He's 1.4 last year and he's, yeah. he even shot the three last night. We beat Charlotte. Yeah. Um, so he looked good there too. Um, what 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 can I really say? I, he's supposed to replace Marc Gasol. I think he's a little more versatile, only because of age, yeah. uh, than Marc Gasol. So I am hoping uh, to get something out of him close to a double double, and, and a three and would a three. be well, perfect. Yeah, no surge either, right? So yeah. this is our center, um, unless the only thing that will eat into his minutes is if Chris Boucher all of a sudden kills it, and which I, I don't even really see. He's just. He's, he's not too skinny. skinny, right? Yeah, he's too skinny. And that's, I think, where he'll falter is that he just won't have the weight to, to, 
gang, right. to, to bang with the boys. But otherwise, I, I like your team. It's solid. Um, I think you had a good... Like, this is a team I probably would have drafted a couple of years ago in terms... Because I, I used to be all about the well-roundedness. I like to have good guards and good centers. Well, I had second pick, and I chose Luka. I mean, I could have got AD. I could have got Cat. I kind of regret not getting Cat. I was going to say that prob- probably wouldn't have been my everything. second pick yeah. is Luka. But at the same time, Luka is easily a fourth third fourth guy yeah so it's not even really that big of a deal it really depends and and for me i just went on what i said uh, at the ending of last season or whatever was that luca is probably a top three pick i i don't i see him improving even more so than he than how he improved from last year from the year before which is his rookie year to his sophomore year so um that's why i was so big on him i'll definitely lose and probably uh turnovers and probably field goal efficiency, but I don't think I lose too much with him, even with field goal efficiency, because he's such a volume shooter anyway. Luca will be fine. Um, so, but yeah, Luca's right. gonna be real good. Um, you know who I was surprised to see drop so low was Giannis. I think he got picked fifth. Or yeah, sixth. and I completely forgot about him. Um, but nonetheless, uh, I thought a uh, good team overall. Um, I think I went the opposite approach. I went. You went the way. Specialized. You went. You went right how I would have drafted. <laughs> Super last year. specialized. So I'll, 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 my team in order: uh, Dame Lillard, Paul George, Pascal Siakam, D'Angelo Russell, C.J. McCollum, Lonzo Ball, Kemba Walker, O.G. Ananobi, uh, Jeremy Grant, Serge Ibaka, Paul Millsap, Joe Harris, and Kyle Kuzma. Um, which I was surprised Kuzma was available at the end. I guess I really severely overrate him, but I guess he's a lot worse than I thought. He did bad last year. But I mean, last round. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he fell from grace. Yeah, like that's pretty terrible. If I didn't yeah. pick him, he might have been a free agent. I think he'll be better this year. <laughs> I do think so as well. Like, yeah. I, I, he's still young, right? Yeah, it's a good pick. Joe Harris is also a good pick for your the team that you built. Well, again, threes just friggin' load up. Yeah, you're gonna win threes <laughs> easily. Your first like seven picks or six, five picks are like three guys, and the everyone else can at least shoot a three. Yeah. Um, I liked all your picks. I like Dame Lillard, and we were talking that you probably get Dame Lillard. You nearly got Cat at the eighth seed, so I almost got Cat at eighth seed, which was wild to me. Some freaking moron in our league chose and be third, yeah. which I think is absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, um, uh, Dame fell into my lap. Um, but if, if even if I didn't get Dame, I probably would have picked up Trey Young, which is same mold. Yeah, I, I still like, would have been happy with that. I team. like Dame better because I'm not sh- like Atlanta's supposed to do well this year. But honestly, I feel like Atlanta's one of those teams where they just don't know how to get over the hump for whatever reason. Whereas like Damian Lillard goes off at the second half of the season, and particularly when fantasy playoffs are happening and that's when you want him well between the two too like dame's been killing it for the last decade so yeah i don't it, see any reason why he'd stop yeah, and, he, and, and exactly. if you look at his preseason game this guy's dropping threes like all the way from napanee ontario well did you saw that uh, tweet uh between him and steph curry right uh they basically i i forget dame said something about shooting from half court and then uh steph curry was like all right you shoot from half court and i'll shoot first game for shot, <laughs> so I think maybe that's probably why he he, he did it. Um, but also, Dame Lillard's just a guy I like. Like I'm a fan of Dame Lillard. I I like him as a a player, as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's dude. got you know great values. I, I love the way 
I don't know. Well, just listen. Joe's a joker because he took Damian Lillard, then he took Paul George second, and we all know the, the, <laughs> beef, the beef between the two. So that's just funny. Uh, I thought Paul George as a late second was a great pick. I think he's gonna probably he's gonna he's gonna learn a lot this year because Kawhi is fucking gonna make sure he knows he signed that extension. Kawhi has not signed an extension yet. Well, let's not forget um, Paul George so. is a good season player. He is a good. He's a great season player. Right. I like Pascal at the three. Um, Pascal did really well last year. He struggled at the second half of the season, but his averages were so great. He can put up easily second round value. And what I love about Pascal, he's center eligible, which I was actually a little surprised to see because I don't think he plays center often, if at all. When they play small ball, when they had Van Fleet and uh, Larry, they used to put him at the five. He probably won't play there as much. But But anyways, the point is that he has center eligibility. Um, Awesome. D'Angelo Russell, great pick. He's going to get you hopefully four threes a game. He's playing alongside his friend Kat. Um, It's a little crowded at the guard position in Minnesota. very crowded. They have Rubio now too. Yeah, but I don't think those other guys will get any playing as much as obviously D'Angelo is going to get a run. Well, I think Rubio Rubio will actually help D'Angelo. Well, that's what D'Angelo was saying. Rubio is a... Solid dude. He elevates your other guys. Everybody, yeah. Uh, um, but that said, Anthony Edwards, who knows? What if he, this guy has a breakout rookie season, right? Yeah. Um, you got CJ to pair up with Damian Lillard, uh, which was a good pick. Lonzo, I'm not huge on because I don't know if he's improved in anything. But he'll definitely get you three-pointers. Oddly enough, he averaged <laughs> yeah. 2.33. 2. He's actually a decent three-point shooter. He is. He's, he's a just decent. a terrible mid-range and, and inside. Free throws. Yeah. And, oh, it's free throws. I didn't his see that. free throws are terrible. But uh, that said, I don't think he scores that much. So I, I, I really don't. His volume won't hurt really you. I really want him all for that. I just wanted yeah. three-pointers and yeah. steals. I think Kemba is going to be really good this year. Dude, I cannot believe Kemba dropped to seventh. Yeah, because he didn't do what he was supposed to do in the playoffs last year. And I really like Kemba. It I like this pick. Matter. Look what he averaged last year. Yeah, I hear you, bro. I hear you, Three bro. threes a game. He's going to kill it this year because they're going to tell him you need to start leading the team. Um, I think Kemba's going to be very good. OG was a great pick. I was going to take OG. You took him right before I could take him. Yeah. OG's going to be amazing. Dude. He's going to give you at least, at least fourth fifth round value well i got the cleanup crew right so if dame and pascal don't do well that means cj mccullum and og are probably going to do well (laughs) so jeremy grant um it's a riskier pick it's ninth i really didn't this is where i started to get a little shaky yeah it's an okay pick but uh he can't do what he did in denver because if there's more focus around him as a centerpiece his offense won't be there um but again, your la- like I always say, your last six picks are droppable guys anyway because you're looking toward guys who are going to pop up on the radar and that's what you go for. It's still a good pick as he's a definitely a rostered guy. Serge Ibaka was a good pick as well. Um, he gets you three-pointers and he's a center. I, I mean, was he's exactly a little skeptical need. of Serge because one, I don't know how well he is as a starter. He's not starting. But he started yesterday. He's not going to start for the season. He's going to be behind Zubac apparently. Is that for sure, for sure? Apparently. That's okay. what I read. Because before you took him, I was looking into Serge. Because I was yeah. like, Serge would be a good pick. But yeah. it looks like... Well, if he comes off the bench, I actually prefer that. Because he's a bench guy. He is a bench guy, yeah. And he'll definitely get me that 1-3 I need if he's off the bench. Okay, so let's see. Tyrone Lou will be tinkering with his lineups in the preseason. So we wouldn't read too much into Serge starting over Zubac tonight. Although we will take notice if it happens another few times. Ibaka did play well with the first unit in his limited minutes. With the first unit, uh, but Lou pulled him, pulled all his starters at halftime. Uh, so he couldn't really say too much. Zubac didn't do too great either, but he got a lot of rebounds. So I think what's going to happen with Serge and Zubac is if you need rebounds, you're going to get 
Zubac, if you need to space out the floor, you'll get surge. And I think in this NBA, you're probably going to space out more than you need big man. Uh, but again, I, I don't really know. Surge is definitely a great pick at that position, though. I think you got him, what? Tenth. Tenth round, which is a great whatever to fire anyway um paul Millsap. i mean it, it, it is, is what it is. is joe harris can get you the threes and cal kuzma's at the bottom i really like your team uh your team is a team i would have chosen last year probably uh just based on my knowledge of the nba back then um, well i gotta so. say uh props to dame lillard because he made it really easy to draft my team because once you like we were talking about this like last year i had point. such trouble yeah an yeah and then i chose westbrook and then from there like yeah, you went. You went. You down had the to go all around. Yeah. Um, so it is hard because you can't have any focus. Usually, when you have three pointers, it also means you're gonna have points. Yeah. So those are two categories right off the bat that you're gonna have, yeah. and you're not really questioning anything else. Um, I think your uh, your field goal percentage should probably be in between. It's gonna be like middle of pack. Yeah. Uh, your rebounds won't be there. You're punting rebounds and blocks. It looks like. Yep. Easily. Um, My best center is. Who is my best center? But you're uh, Pascal because he qualifies as a center. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and your defense, your steals will probably your steals and blocks will probably be there. So, Actually, I saw DeAndre Jordan halfway through the draft. I was thinking about getting him instead of Serge, but I was like, he really offers me nothing on my team. And you never know what's gonna happen with that whole Brooklyn team. I was so I was my biggest fear about this draft was that I might be forced to take Kyrie. <laughs> Not Katie, Kyrie. Katie, I can live with because oh, I took I took John Wall. Goodness, did you see um, that clip of Kyrie and Katie talking? And Kyrie was sort of saying um, uh, he thinks he can do seven post ups a game. Ky- yeah, Kyrie. <laughs> Kyrie's getting lit up by everybody right now. Even Katie was like, "Yeah, we'll see." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why are you even talking about post ups? I don't get it. You're a slasher slash shooter, like. Why are you even talking about post-ups? Yeah. Uh, anyways. It is what it is. But uh, just absolutely yeah. I like your year. team. It'll be interesting to see. Good luck to you, sir, as Good well as myself. You, sir. I think for me, I win field goal percentage, possibly free throw percentage, um, rebounds, steals, and then whatever else I can muster. I'm hoping points or blocks, either one. I don't really, really know. Uh, as I had the issue that you had last year where you st- I started picking well-rounded guys. Yeah, I was going to say, you're going to be competitive in probably almost every category. But not necessarily leading any other yeah, category, yeah, which is not, not the great. Leading. It's not bad. As long as you win five a week, man. I know. That's, that's all thing. you need. Yeah. Um, I don't really know. I can't gauge it because I have two rookies as well. Anthony Edwards could not get opportunity in the beginning of the season. I could very well drop him and then and, and regret that later on, depending on how Minnesota goes and how, how well he busses out, bursts out, sorry. Um, James Wiseman, he's not even, he might not even be ready for... Uh, I think actually opening. Wiseman will be fine. Yeah. I so, mean... I know, I know. State, right? I know, I know. They don't really, like, it's just Steph and... What? Oh, they still have Wiggins, I guess. We have Wiggins, Draymond. 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 Uh, yeah, like, so uh wiseman should be able to get you like you said he could easily be deandre in and who who had a good rookie season yeah um quietly did well yeah quietly did well so let's see what happens there we have have another draft next week a co-op draft yes uh so that should be that'll be interesting yeah that'll be fun as our our, as it seems like our styles have switched roles yeah Yeah. (laughs) again it really depends on who you pick up first it really does no. Like, I think for us, next week, if we get a high pick, we've got to go Cat, because it looks like he falls pretty far. Um, 
Giannis maybe. Giannis as well. So Dude. Kat, Giannis, and Damian Lillard would yeah, be. If I can get Giannis guys. fourth or fifth. Yeah, easy. Game over. And when we and we've always won with Giannis. Oddly enough, we mistakenly took him. I think three years ago or four years ago, and we ended up winning that league. We took him on purpose the year following that, and we won that league. We didn't take him last year, and we lost that league like terribly. Yeah, uh, I so. chose him once, and I lost when I had Magic Johnson team. Oh, I was just saying as a co-op. Oh yeah, yeah. for it's whatever co-op. reason, yeah, 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 yeah. co-op is pretty good for us. But uh, single, I didn't. Even, I forgot that you had him. <laughs> anyway, biggest. So, anyway, so go ahead. I was gonna say biggest biggest trade, I guess, happening. Yeah, some NBA happened. news. Russell Westbrook, John Wall swapped. Yeah, man. First of all, everyone thought these guys were untradeable. Yeah, well, I personally thought Westbrook was not untradeable. I thought he had a lot of value. John Wall, like, kind of thought was untradeable, but well, Houston's doing the whole overhaul thing, right? Here we are. Well, they also picked up DeMarcus Cousins, Zad, and maybe they're trying to relive like five years ago. But nonetheless, John Wall's been beasting in practice. And like from all the clips I've seen, this guy looks like he's going to be a stud this year. Yeah, I'm hoping so. <laughs> That's for goddamn sure. He's getting uh, paid $41 million. Should be no reason for him not to beast. Yeah, another, another guy I like on this team is Christian Wood, who came from Detroit. Uh, he'll be a good center for them. He's basically going to fill their Capella role. Very shocked that Detroit let this guy go. Yeah. Very shocked Detroit didn't throw him the bag. Well, the funny thing was, is everyone was joking about it. Blake Griffin like said he passed the torch on to Christian Woods, and then they traded him. So it's like, what are you guys doing over there? And Who knows, even man. Derrick Rose is going to be coming off the bench this year. They're starting the younger guy. Yeah, over that's him. right. And Derrick Rose already said he's here he's to okay. help he's, this guy out, yeah. make him better. And even on, on on Houston, Demarcus Cousins basically said, "I'm here to make Christian Woods better." Um, so it's, it's really cool to see these like veteran guys kind of taking that role. Um, nonetheless, and they also got Kenyon Martin Jr. Oddly, who Kenyon Martin Jr. You know Kenyon Martin, his son. I guess he made the league. I was just about to say, he's a son who made the league. <laughs> he had a son. I know they had an interview together, and he looks kind of like a pretty cool guy. Dang! But I didn't know he got drafted. Good for him. Yeah, Kenyon Martin, man. The last time I heard anything about Kenyon Martin New was when he Jersey. made fun of Jeremy Lin's oh, yeah. here. <laughs> Not here. Oh, yeah, here, yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. cornrows. Yeah. And he got fucking told. He put, put in his place. Then he's like, oh, yeah, I respect Jeremy Lin. Yeah. And Apparently, I'm, they reached out to each other, though. So uh, well, Jeremy cool. Lin, yeah. He reached out to Jeremy Lin. Because uh, Jeremy Lin's not a negative guy. So no. Anyway. I hope uh, Jeremy Lin makes a team this year. Apparently, Golden State was looking at him. Oh, shit. He's not on a team yet, eh? Yeah. I was like, why not? Go back to Golden State. That's where he started. That's where he started. That's where I saw him. That's where I liked him. Yeah. That was before uh, they won the championship, unfortunately. Yeah, that was... I think Monte was still there, right? Monte. Ellis. Yes. And he was playing in their summer league. I don't know if he actually even made the roster. Jeremy Lin, that is. Anyways. Yeah. Um. So that was the big news. We didn't even talk about the trade. How do you feel for both teams? Houston, Washington? I think it's good for Washington. They get a fresh start. Um, Bradley Briel should be excited because I know him and Wall had issues. Um. Looking at Washington's roster is not very uh, convincing. That uh, it's not deep, not at it's all. It's not at all deep. But uh, well, Bradley Beal and Westbrook. Yeah, Westbrook himself. Westbrook in the East should be enough to get you to the playoffs. Yeah, easily. I, I agree with that. Westbrook himself yeah. is scary. So we got Bradley Beal on the end. You got Bertans emerging. Duncan Robinson. You got Thomas Bryant, who's supposed to be good. Well, what I like about this trade too for Washington is Westbrook is a guy who will keep your team in check. 
Mm-hmm. John Wall, on the other hand, reminded me of like Gilbert Arenas, mm-hmm. you know, like bringing guns to the locker room. He's awesome and everything, but is he a leader? Like, is he yeah. gonna lead your guys in that way? Like, make sure you're at practice. It's tough to say. Um, I don't really think so, but not too many guys are like that, to be quite honest. Yeah. Like Jimmy Butler, Russell Westbrook, who else? Chris Paul, maybe. You yeah. know, like those are the guys, but yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Kyle Lowry as well. Kyle Lowry, yeah. Um, for Washington, it is what it is. Just another season, but you got something new, so it's a new toy. Um, well, for Houston, it's like, I don't know. James Harden is just causing so much headlines right now. Well, A-plus for Washington. They got rid of a contract that I thought would, they'd never they be able move, to get rid of. Yeah. And they get a player who was a two-time MVP. Yeah. Uh, for Houston... I have no idea what's going to happen I here. don't know what they're doing. I James understand. Harden looks very upset. I, I literally think they're just playing roulette here. They're like, all right. At this point, maybe John Wall is going to be the next guy, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, and and maybe we don't move Harden, or maybe because he's already declined a fifty million dollars per year extension, yeah. which is a real big exclamation mark as to what you're doing. He yeah, wants yeah. to go to the Nets. He's he opened up to, to the, the Philly, uh, uh, Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee, Toronto's Miami. been flirted around. Miami's been around. So I don't know what's going to happen there. I just hope John Wall, for my fantasy team's sake, does well, and I think he will. But uh, I think he will. Uh, Houston, I don't know what's going on with that team. That team might just fall yeah. from grace uh, very fast oh man well i mean once they lost maury well they said yeah they went the writing was on the wall yeah like again that would be the equivalent of the raptors losing Masai. like i don't know how much faith i would have in the raptors if Masai was gone yeah uh so let's see what happens there but again like if i had to rate i think washington a plus for freaking my houston like a d yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think they also got a first-round draft pick as well from Washington. Did they? Yeah. Yeah. All right. They That's got uh, something, I guess. They got uh, so so Houston agreed to trade Russell for John Wall and a first-round pick. Doesn't look like it's protected. I could be wrong, but mm. uh, that could be a good move. That could pan out for them. So I think that was that was the kicker there. It could. It could. Again, if they make playoffs, then it doesn't mean shit. Yeah. What year was that? Does it say? doesn't say Man. so i assume it's next year because washington usually doesn't they haven't done any movements in so long so they probably have all their picks intact so that's right it is what it is there uh it's sad news uh clay thompson suffered a oh, second season ending achilles tear which is not the same injury he had at acl first and now he has in the achilles so he's out for the entire year once again so clay thompson's my favorite player for those who, who don't know like in the league he he is my guy uh Mark knows. Mm-hmm. We play 2K. You only play with Clay. <laughs> I only play with Clay. You play to play Clay. Uh, pay to play Clay. So I'm super sad because by the time he gets back from this injury, he's going to be like 32. Um, the cover is not great from the, and he just doesn't practice. So it's that's not, the other thing. But encouraging. I will say though, he he is a catch shooter, right? So it may not impact his game too too much. Yeah. Because I even remember. Um, what was that crazy stat line where I think it was a, a game where he scored 50 plus and, and he only dribbled 15 times or yeah. something like that. Yeah. I think the ball was also in his hands for like yeah. <laughs> 10 minutes, maybe less, five minutes. So he could still be a top notch scorer, but again, it is, you know, you never want to see a player like Clay yeah. um, have another season ending. And, and it sucks for Golden State because their time is winding down too. Like, yeah, it's they have another the two, three years to compete. Yeah. So and they're they're winding. The Draymond's not the same no more. Draymond's Steph Curry's on the decline, he, oh, regardless of what anyone decline. says. He's definitely on the decline. Was they're already saying Dame Lillard is the next Steph Curry? Well, although they're the same age or like similar age, but like Steph Curry had those 
great two years and overall like great five years we made the finals yeah so um he's well, had a long this way is he even a top five player currently no no and, and, and that's a, and that's a far from when he was a top three player and and he was like easily a top three and some people had him at the one spot when he was an mvp right yeah. like he just elevated your team it, that much so we're not saying he's bad we're just saying he's on the decline which is true which is entirely true is we're, like LeBron. LeBron is great, but he's also on the decline. He's going to play less games now. He's drafted lower in fantasy. I will never say LeBron's on the decline. Did you see him in the playoffs, sir? Yes. He went absolutely That's true. bazonkers. But I also think AD. <laughs> AD went absolute bazonkers. AD did play well. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But LeBron was like, for example, finals MVP was easily LeBron. Yeah. Even though AD played really well. I think really next well. year would not be LeBron. Might be AD. It could be AD. Yeah. Uh, well, let's put it this way. LeBron's not getting that much better, if if at all. He's not or, getting better. He's either the same or slightly lower. Um, he I, plays he's smarter, less, though. though. He is smarter, but he plays less now, too. Just for his own. He got better last year, though. Don't forget, his assist numbers was the most oh, he's ever averaged, right? 10 assists per game. He yeah. led the league, yeah. And he led the league. I totally forgot about that. But, yeah, um, yeah. but you're right. AD like, still has potential to grow a lot. So I think he has championship mentality now, and that changes who you are as a player. Who knows, man? Like, we're, and everybody knows AD is a top we, three. Yeah. Well, we went from like I don't believe in AD because he can't lead New Orleans to holy shit, AD is ridiculous, yeah. right? So like, your perception changes very. Well, he had some huge threes in the playoffs, and he just good defense was incredible. He was just so good. He's so mobile on the switches. Yeah. You, you can't get anything inside. No, and he's. He's actually 6'9". I think they listed him as 6'11 and 6'10. 6'9". Yeah. But I think 6'9 is a perfect height for him. So anyway, not not can't really say much about height. But uh, in other news, I guess. Oh, another trade that went down. Chris Paul. Chris Paul going to Suns. Well, that wasn't a trade. I think he just signed, right? He was a free agent, was he? No, he got traded. You're right. He did get traded. Yeah, he got traded. Yeah, he had um, two years. Yeah, yeah, he's going to the Suns. Suns make playoffs this year? I think so. I think with Chris Paul, you make playoffs. They have to. Yeah. If they don't, they need to break this team up because yeah, it's not working. Too good. Man. Yeah, yeah. You got Chris Paul, Devin Booker, who killed it at the end of last year. DeAndre uh, Aiden, who now can smoke marijuana and play basketball <laughs> because the league has decriminalized it from their rules. That's right. Uh, you got Jay Chowder. I'm not big on Jay Chowder or anything, but he is going to be starting at the power forward position, which gives DeAndre Aiden room at the center spot. I like these moves. I like I like Dario Saric. He's been an underrated player for the last three years, but he definitely can put him up when he's being asked to. He didn't do very well on Phoenix last year, but I think he has a potential. He hasn't to do really well. been too good since Philly. Yeah, but he has potential, and, and he's then, only twenty six, so yeah, and then, you never know. And Mikael Bridges, who I think people talk about, and he's relatively young. But honestly, you really only have Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. As like your guys, and I think that's a big three enough. Devin Booker doesn't necessarily need the ball, and don't forget these guys went eight and zero in the bubble. Yeah, they're already showing glimpses were, of being good. Yeah, they were undefeated in the bubble. So, um, but with Chris Paul though, there's no reason why they can't make the playoffs again. OKC and, and Chris Paul and nobody else <laughs> made yeah. the. You know, they were able to make. Uh, actually, pretty high seed last year too, right? They were fifth, I think, fourth. Yeah, they were fourth. They, they faced yeah. Utah first round. Yeah, and we, so. yeah, and we. I think we had. No, they faced Houston first round, and they almost beat them. Didn't they face Houston second round? Oh, was it second round? I thought they faced Utah first, and we took OKC. No, Utah got knocked out by Denver. First round. Well, whenever they faced. Okay. Anyway, 
Yeah, probably first round, I guess. Yeah, I, think, I remember I chose OKC to win against Houston. Houston yeah, 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 it was okay, Houston. Right, yeah, I think yeah. it was Houston. So, Anywho. Uh, but if you look at OKC's team, I just, I'll talk briefly about OKC. They basically have no guaranteed contracts yes. into the next season. So they're they are making a lot of room. SGA is probably going to be a huge re-sign for them. Dude. And they got nobody else. Justin Jackson. I was looking at Al Horford all day today during the draft. I was very close, but then I wasn't really, I didn't really know what he was injured with. And I didn't really, like, at that age too. How old is he? Um, I don't think he's super, super old, but he's definitely like. Al Horford could have been a very good pick because OKC has nobody anyway, and he's a high percentage kind of guy, and he would probably got to get the triple-double kind of stat. That's why I was Low looking at him though. all day. But uh, again, I didn't know too much about his injury, and I think he is, uh, I, I want to say he's in his, at least his early and, to mid-30s. And OKC won't push him. They won't, no, that's the thing. They won't like rush I, him back. I, I was Because they need him as a trade reason. bait. And they might even just sit him out if they Think about this tank. way. Horford has a pretty big contract. If Harden somehow gets... You know, if you just want to get rid of Harden because he's just demoralizing your team, then... No, then there's no way Harden goes that way. No, I know. Okay. That's, that's, that's blasphemous. That's fine. So the other big, <laughs> the other odd odd signing was Gordon Hayward, who declined his 30 mil from Boston. Oh, dude. Only to get 30 million from Charlotte because the GOAT is there. So apparently, multiple teams offered him... 30. 30. A mil a year, yeah. He ended up getting more with Charlotte. Yeah, which is insane. Plus, apparently, uh, his contract has a 15% uh, kicker. trade kicker. So if he gets traded, he gets 15% more. Yeah. I don't know what Michael Jordan was doing. Like, yeah. dude, yeah. that said, Lamella Ball is looking real good at the uh, point guard position. It's going to get you rebounds and assists, but no points. No points, but I mean, I told you in the beginning points that I thought, bro. I, thought his, I thought his shooting was broken anyways. but All it, them ball boys can't shoot. It was, uh, it's in his, your fucking name. How can you not shoot? It was his playmaking ability that I was impressed with. It was it, it was really good. It was really like reminded me of uh, Steve Nash sort of, but even more. But the thing is, he's way more risky than Steve Nash. Oh yeah, well, way. The other thing too is because risky. he's so tall, it looks weird. He's six seven, but he's like one hundred and eighty five pounds. Yeah. So yeah, you know who very actually has uh, very um, not I want to say similar passes, but like flashy passes like that is uh, Jokic. Jokic does have flashy passes he like that. He does, the behind the back, behind the head, yeah. all that stuff. Flashy um, dashy. Flashy dashy. So uh, Lamelo Ball, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be very similar to Lonzo, actually. I think you're going to see like. I think he's better than Lonzo. Okay. Although they're saying right now, Lonzo is like the uh, def- uh, best defender. I forget what the exact words he's, were. He's a really good defender. He's a really good defender. He's a really good defender. So People I think forget he's tall too. He's like yeah, six, six, six five, six five, six six. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think in the long run he'll be better than Lonzo. I'm just saying I think they're gonna have similar stats because I told you Lonzo's first year wasn't that bad. Everyone thinks he was like terrible, it's but because he was on LA and LA always has that extra. I think added he averaged like close criticism. to eight boards, eight assists that 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 year. Um, so I think we're gonna see something similar with Lamelo. Uh, a lot of peripheral stats boards steals yeah um assists obviously anything he can anything he can get on his own besides the assists yeah and the points he won't get i just don't think shooting's broken dude yeah (laughs) shooting shooting is broken yeah enough said it's just what it is lonzo shooting is broken but he's he's pretty good player now yeah so quickly i'll talk about the lakers uh obviously lebron and anthony davis anthony davis re-inked uh, LeBron's up for another three years, it looks like, or two years, three years, including this year. What they added was Dennis Schroeder for one year. 
Yes. Um, Montrez Harrell, Wesley Matthews, and Marcus Gasol, who left the Raptors. Uh, a little sad there, but he expressed exactly what I felt with that he just wasn't fast enough. Oh, he, he wasn't the guy that we needed him to be. We need him to be a, our starting center, and yeah. there's no way he was going to be that guy. Yeah. Um, which is fine. And if they get Paul Gasol, which is a rumor, like Paul Gasol wants to come back, like yeah. I could absolutely see, like, they that'd be Paul, cool. Paul Gasol, Mark Gasol. Just having the Gasol brothers, right? Yeah, I mean, Obviously, they're both on the tail end of their careers, but they're not asked to be playing more than five to ten minutes anyways. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was... What a slap in the face to the Clippers to get Montrez Hero. Yeah, oh, such a slap. And Montrez is left too. <laughs> I loved it. Willingly. The Lakers, by the way, I thought had the best offseason this season, uh, yeah. this past offseason. They picked up a lot of really good guys. Yeah. Um, and they kept all their good guys. <laughs> yeah, they lost Dwight Howard. It's not a big loss. because oh. And they picked up Montrez, so who cares? Yeah, you lost more, uh, JaVale McGee and you lost um, who, Dwight Howard. Who well, I, I don't even think they wanted JaVale because yeah. JaVale they didn't want opted any of those in guys. and then they traded him. Yeah. I don't think they wanted any of those guys, but yeah. so it'll be interesting. I think I think Lakers did really well this offseason, looking for another championship. Yeah. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens this year. Well, I got them as heavy favorites. You got to. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. I, I don't think the Clippers did anything that really and elevated the, them. And the Nets, we just don't know how that cohesion is going to happen. Yeah. Well, we don't even know how Kevin Durant's going to play. Let's not forget he's had two serious I, injuries. I don't think Kevin Durant will be that bad he's in the east as well so i don't think he's going to be that bad but is he going to be a top three player because if he isn't then he's going to have a rough time in the east the east is not i think that he'll be i think he'll be like a top 12 player yeah so it'll be competitive then yeah because like a top 12 player is not going to take brooklyn over milwaukee just, and miami and these teams just imagine who's 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 afraid about the west who, who in the east can guard um kevin durant probably Giannis. Mm-hmm. siakam would be there but i don't know if he could take kevin well, durant. it depends right like because if you're saying katie's gonna be a top 12 player then a lot of guys probably might be able to guard him just remember though he's super tall no i i do understand that all i'm saying is that if we're not expecting katie to be the same katie yeah and we're expecting him to be a top 12 player that means he's gonna match up with guys like you know jimmy butler and 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 that level right yeah so who knows but um I do think part of me still thinks Katie's going to come back and just kill it. He's going to kill it. <laughs> I am almost certain he's going to kill it. Part of me thinks he's going to kill it. For, for, for all the injured guys that I took, Katie should have been one of them. But, yeah. but you, you never know. Steph Curry came back and he was a complete bust for us. Yeah. So, so just looking at uh, team salaries, Golden State at the top, Brooklyn, Clippers, Houston, Philly, Milwaukee, Orlando, Lakers, San Antonio, which is very surprising, and Indiana, top are the top 10 teams with the highest salaries. Uh, with that said, Steph Curry is making the most money this year, followed by Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, John Wall, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin, Paul George, and Klay Thompson. Uh, five of those guys are injured or are coming back from injury or are injured. Um, so that's always interesting to, to, to take a look at. Absolutely. Like, it's crazy because at the time, all these contracts were reasonable. Like, you know, when oh, they gave John reasonable. Wall his contract, he was oh, a dude. top. His Supermax was only last year. Yeah. And he's now a top, you know, being paid top four, yeah. right? So, um, Blake Griffin, too. Where the fuck was he the last three years? Yeah. And he's a top 10 making money player, right? Yeah. Um, Clay Thompson. Chris Paul's a little surprising just because of his age. I think Chris Paul, like, 
he got a huge, yeah. huge, 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 yeah. huge contract from the Clippers, um, and never looked back. So just just the fact that he got that contract so long ago and he's like top two is very impressive. And there's a reason for that. He propels every team he's on to ch- uh, to playoffs at least. I am super shocked by the way that Houston has is fourth. Their team is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, looking at the Raptors, we're fifteenth on that list, which is about halfway, which is where maybe I saw them. Pascal and Van Van Fleet are really the only guys that take up salary. I actually thought we would have been lower on the list because Me too. um we're not paying luxury tax this year. Like we basically gutted our salary this year in yeah. order for next year's yeah. uh, max anticipation. But um, that said, we still kept the core. Yeah. Um, I like this new Raptors team and congrats to the Raptors on the preseason victory. I think they went down early pretty badly. <laughs> and then just, well, we try to resign and I think what I think no, I, meant, I meant the preseason game yesterday. Oh, the preseason. We won though. We ended up winning. We were down, I think like we were down like, yeah. Yeah. We ended up winning by eight. Yeah. Something crazy. Or one. Uh, but, but, uh, the, uh, I think with the Raptors, we did everything right. We talked to Serge. We went to go talk to Mark. They they weren't feeling us as much, but I like that Webster and uh, Masai went down there to go speak to them. And once we got the news that well, just we look anticipated at- anyway, we, we signed the guys that we needed to. We knew that Marcus Gasol and Serge would have been the first to go if we were going to get a guy like Giannis. And we were talking about them get, not take, taking them back anyway. So. I, I think the thing about the Raptors and what I love is they treat the business like a business um, and they have to make the hard decisions and they do. But I love how professional they do it. You see the way that Marcus Gasol and Serge Ibaka talk about Toronto. It's, they don't seem bitter about it. They, they kind of just seem like it is what it is. Well, the fact that and even even if you take Marcus Gasol at like with, you know, with a grain of salt, Marcus Gasol shared the same sentiments that you know us as fans share yeah. that he just wasn't fast enough and he didn't feel like he could make Toronto a champion. I like that statement. Yeah, because he because it, it shows that Toronto's always gunning for a championship. Uh, we're always in the hunt now because we're obviously one superstar away from you know being contenders. Um, and I like that Mark acknowledged the fact that we are trying to win still and we're trying to be competitive. And and regardless or not, if it was just a nice thing to say, um, it does come from somewhere. I think yeah. to say something like that so. for sure. Uh, yeah, he didn't have to, right? He could have just thanked the organization and said, yeah. you know, I wanted to go with the Lakers. But um, that said, Aaron Baines and Alex Lynn, I thought were great pickups great for us. Great pickups. I I love Aaron Baines. He was a guy that I was talking about. If we're not going to get these two, yeah, I want to get a guy like Aaron Baines. Because yeah. you know how I am about these just like under-the-radar centers. I think uh, Daniel Tice on Boston is another guy that goes under the radar. But mm-hmm. these guys do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. They play their roles well. And uh, Aaron Baines is he's fairly mobile for for a big guy as well. Shoots the and three. he shoots threes like that, he's perfect. That's the biggest thing. He shoots threes, and I think that's what uh, again it's about spacing out the floor. Um, I mean, Chris Boucher can shoot the three and block. Yeah. I mean, our team is very versatile in that way. Um, we probably gonna get banged up inside, but again, we have Alex Len, who's also another big body. He's an underperformer. I feel like he can do some damage because there's no really scouting reports on him because it doesn't need to be. But Aaron Baines, um, Alex Len, Pascal Siakam, we're definitely gonna be looking toward those guys as big. Um, I have, I think Pascal hopefully has gone gone through his motion and will will be there. Unfortunately, Toronto will not be playing at home this year. We'll be yeah. playing in Tampa Bay, which sucks. You Tampa Bay fans don't get too comfortable. They're coming back to us real <laughs> soon. Don't release jerseys. Don't make a, your own fucking colorway for us. Uh, don't get used to that logo. 
you're it's just alone until we get these vaccines going uh that said we welcome you on the bandwagon just make sure you're getting toronto raptors jerseys not tampa bay raptors jerseys all right oh <laughs> you know they're going to be getting them tampa bay jerseys but anyway uh i like the raptors i still have them top four seeds which is pretty probably uh, very um generous but i'm gonna go with it because i think we're a regular season team and we I'll, always will i'll be. say four through six is where i'll have have them um, the one thing I, I was disappointed in in the Raptors, not disappointed, but just kind of sad, uh, besides obviously Serge and, and Mark, was uh, Rondé. I was surprised we didn't give him a contract because he's probably a minimum guy anyways. Uh, we picked up that other guy, uh, something Benbury. Yeah, oh, Brembry. Oh, yeah, yeah, from uh, DeAndre Brembry from yeah, Atlanta, yeah. which I... Who's supposed to be a replacement for Rondé. And I, I know we're talking about end of bench guys anyway, so it doesn't really make a difference. Yeah. But I just really liked Rondé's well, style. Brembury was a three-point shooting point guard. Uh, sorry, shooting guard. Uh, who can defend. Non-ball dominant. Yeah, who can defend, yeah. I mean, defend is such a word that's thrown. But yeah, he could defend. He's 6'5". Yeah. He's heavy. He's, he's got built. So he, he could definitely do it. Um, I don't really see him playing too much. Though. I don't see him playing too much. And again, I didn't see Rondé playing too much. I just really like Rondé's energy. Yep. Um, but I don't know. Wayne, ben oh, is it Wayne? DeAndre. DeAndre Benbury. Uh, is going to be similar anyways. So it is what it is. But let's go Raptors. Uh, big win yesterday. Not really, but good win yesterday. Well, we were down 20 and came <laughs> back with our scrubs. So, I mean. so that's about it for the NBA. Now, before we end off this uh, podcast, there was a UFC last night, um, which was actually pretty terrific, a really good event. Um, let's just talk about the main fights, though. We'll start off with Kevin Holland versus uh, Chikar Ronald uh, Souza, um, who's probably pretty old at this point. 30, 41. Yeah. That said, he's still like got knockout power. He, he's one of those guys, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's one of as, as Joe Rogan put it, he's one of the best Brazilian jiu-jitsu fighters. He can submit anybody at any time, and he can knock. He has a knockout power. He does have knockout power. But he's got his ass knocked out today or um, last night, <laughs> and then the, complained about it after. From the ground, that was probably one of the most brutal knockouts I've ever seen, too, because the way he collapsed. He was on his knees. He was on his knees, leaned back against yeah. the fence. It looked like he was in and out, in and out, in uh, and even out. Sitting, yeah, even sitting on the stool after he Kevin was Kevin Holland's like, for real, dude. Kevin Holland's is for real. He's for real. He has, a, he has the most wins this year. He wants to fight next week as well. Dude, um, one of the most impressive knockouts I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, respect to Kevin Holland's. I'm not a huge fan of his in-ring antics like I've mentioned before, but um, he seems like a solid dude. Like his, his post interview was super um just like down-to-earth respectful kind of guy mm -hmm. so uh, I, I like kevin holland's uh, very I, knowledgeable I he corrected joe rogan uh, about another knockdown that happened on the ground so he knows what he's talking about he seems like he's in the mix and uh respect as hell uh he's a middleweight he's now cracked the top 10 in the rankings he's never been ranked before dude him versus israel let's see it yeah well, he's already jarring at him, so it's just a matter cannot, of time. Cannot wait for that fight. Although I, I think Israel's supposed to move up, right? And face yeah. uh, Blanchwitz or whatever his name is. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Kevin Holland's probably two wins away from challenging for that belt. Yeah, or maybe even one if he gets a big win. If he gets a big win against a... Like if he faces Kamzat and beats him, yeah. who knows? Yeah. Although uh, I don't, I don't see them fighting. And I, if I was Dana, I wouldn't book that fight just yet because you got two... I wouldn't either. ...emergent stars. Exactly. Uh, that could at any time uh, just kill it. Yeah. And these guys are going to make you money. Obviously, you got uh, Conor McGregor fighting Poirier in January. So you're starting off the year really well. 
so I do like that. Uh, but I don't think you get these guys fighting right now just because... No, you don't want to kill their hype too early. No, I wouldn't want to kill their hype, no. Um, in the co-main event, we had Tony Ferguson versus Charles Oliveira. And man, Tony, I think he's done, dude. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, his time has passed. He got beat in a very convincing decision. I don't think he won a single round. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I, it is what... Uh, It is what it is, though. Uh, Tony Ferguson is... I don't know. It's so sad because we never got the Ferguson versus uh, Habib fight. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? We didn't get Sting versus Undertaker. So So true. It was Uh, actually a good card. It was a great pay-per-view, actually. Dude, great pay-per-view. We didn't even talk about the main event yet. Figueroa versus Brandon Marino. Uh, First and foremost, big ups to Brandon Marino, man. Really showed that warrior mentality. There were some... Big shots that he took from Figueredo, um, and and then he would answer back with combos and not even be phased. So, um, great, 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 great uh, fight. And if man, each round was like this for me, potential fight of the year. I probably still have uh, Whaley versus um, Joanna as the as the fight of the year for me, but this is a very close second. Mm. Uh, really, really good fight. Um, so, who do you got in the rematch? I still got Figueredo in the rematch because don't forget uh, the reason it was a draw. He got a point. He got a point deducted, yeah. but it was a pretty gnarly. If if you, uh, yeah, that was a very gnarly kick to the growing man. Not entirely his fault because I think Moreno was like, kind of turning at the same time. Yeah. It just like everything it just happened. happened. Yeah, they're so fast. Yeah, too, right. Like <laughs> yeah, you, you never know. One minute you're growing is in that position, and then it's not, and then you get kicked. Yeah, but it was a gnarly kick in the growing, and like you could even see after, like yeah, tears in his eyes, and I, I'm surprised he didn't take the full five minutes to recover, but. Yeah um that, i mean that just shows you the warrior spirit nonetheless even though i still have figueroa winning uh, a rematch i absolutely want to see the rematch so that should be interesting really really it good. was a really good pay-per-view uh junior yeah. santos got his ass whooped too um that guy i really liked uh i'm gonna mispronounce his name cyril gain um he f- he 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 looks so good at heavyweight and he was just jumping around and he looked really light on his feet well, he's um, jacked too eh yeah, he is jacked. Yeah, he's like, very jacked. Yeah. A lot of these heavyweights are just big guys, but this guy's like big and jacked. Yeah. So, um, so he uh, knocked out uh, Junior Dos Santos. It was really, it was also a very good, good match as well. I, I, I've I, liked Junior for a while, but this kid is just. Well, I think Junior is going to be cut. Yeah, Junior's done soon. They, they, Him and Kane are. Dude, they just cut um, Yoel Romero, who... This I, is surprising. Super... I, like, I understand this guy is 44 or whatever, he's but... He's still crazy. He's still a top 10 middleweight, like... In the world. Yeah. yeah. Like, so. dude, even though his match with Israel was the wor- one of the worst matches I've ever seen, he still was dangerous in that, like... He's always dangerous. Yeah. So, like, at least he didn't get pieced up like... Uh, what's his name? What's his name again? Who did Israel piece up just recently? Um, I forget, forget the guy's name. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, he didn't get pieced up like that. Like I know it was a bad fight, but you could even tell Israel was, you know, he didn't want to get punched by Yoel Ramiro, and, yeah. and I don't blame him. Yeah. No, no one does. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get punched by him. Soldier either. of God, my God. Yeah. Um, Costa. Yeah. Oh, Costa. Paulo Costa. Paulo Costa. Yeah. That was bad, man. Yo, that guy got pieced up. 
bad. Bad, dude. And he talked crap that match. Yeah. I don't know why you he talked talk crap. He talked crap the entire time. But that's the thing about Israel. Everyone sort of has the mentality that I don't like you. And you talk shit. And, you, and the shit is real. And then you get in the ring with him and it's a totally different story. Him inside the ring and outside the ring are completely different human beings. Well, dude, I was surprised that uh, Paulo was talking trash even even though he was getting getting pieced up on his feet, um, it's I'll, because people don't respect Israel and Asanya. A lot of people, some people in this room, even. But uh, <laughs> while you may not respect him outside the ring, it's inside the no, ring that inside, matters, right? This dude has knowledge, dude. You could even yeah. tell um, during the boxing event when he was uh, commentating, like he's a smart guy. He at absolutely knows what he's talking about yeah and and the other thing is he's already said i want to be the greatest of all time i don't i want when the dust is cleared and settled and i'm done i want them to say that i'm the best i don't care about anybody else and that's a big statement because you got guys like gsp uh, anderson silva you know arguably jose aldo um uh, john jones yeah. um uh, conor mcgregor's you know those guys are always in those conversations right well, so. i was gonna say he's he's starting his career off very similar to john jones in that he's clearing out these top guys like the fact that he went yo romero to paulo costa even though i'm not a huge fan of paulo costa he's a dangerous he's mother a, he's <laughs> a better he's a younger uh yo romero, romero right yeah. like those two fought and it was one of the most brutal matches i've seen right yeah. like those guys just swing swing and bang right so um like he faces killers in there yeah um so yeah, yeah great pay-per-view i mean uh it'll be next year will be very interesting there's a lot of uh new contenders i would say it's pretty exciting well yeah let's go see what happens with kevin holland dude yeah i'm very i'm very excited to see what he does he's yeah. gonna have some now he's a top 10 guy so he's gonna start having some real matches your so. boy cam's at too yeah I'm very excited for him as well. Yeah, just a lot of uh, yeah. You're like you like you said a lot of guys up and coming. Brandon Marino now is a guy you have to watch out for. Yeah, Jesus. So uh, with that said, UFC is going to have a fight night next week, which will finalize their 2020. Uh, the main card is uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson against Jeff Neal, which I think is going to be an awesome match. I'm really big on Jeff Neal, and I think he's probably going to beat Wonderboy. Um, Jose Aldo, Marlon Vera. An old, an old, an old school cool kind of match. Um, these guys have been in the game for a little while as well. Jose Aldo, I, I don't know what'll happen to him. He's just ever since Connor, he's just never been the same. No, well, I mean, again, he looks good one two rounds, and then he just fizzles out, yep. and then he gets like he really fizzles out. Like even his his loss against um, who was it? Was it uh, who did he fight uh, against for a title last? Oh, um. Oh, I forget his name. Yeah. Not Volkov, but the, the other guy. Peter Jan. Peter Jan, yes, yes. Um, even that Peter Jan fight, I think he was competitive for one or two rounds, and then he got absolutely destroyed in like round three and four. Yeah, his age showed in that match. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. He might he might be out. This is a bantamweight fight. Uh, Isn't your boy Kamzat fighting next week or no? No. Okay, that must be another one. Um, so then you got uh, Marlon Morales versus Rob Font. I don't know who that is. Um, Marcin Tybrua versus Greg Hardy. Oh, Tiberia, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you have uh, Anthony Pettis versus Alex Morano. That'll that'll tie up the end. But that, I think this is a this has fights here and there. I'm hoping that this event is like the pay-per-view that we just saw with random knockouts and mm -hmm. interesting spots and and and, and uh the ufc must have another pay-per-view no for the end of the year that's it 
Really? I'm surprised they would end off with a fight night. That's, yeah, that's weird. It's very uncharacteristic. Yeah. yeah. But I think they're trying to play catch up with a lot of their fights. So I don't know. They'll probably have a big New Year's event then, I'm assuming. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen. Hmm. Um, I'm just looking based off Google anyway, but uh, yeah. Interesting. So uh, a lot of news over the last uh, three, four weeks, um, but hopefully we covered everything. Um, as they say, it's Sting. Oh, man. In 10 years from now, we're all going to be like, hey, where were you when uh, Sting made his AEW entrance? Yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, that's about it for the podcast this week. Thanks for joining us. As per usual, Mark, last words? It's Sting! I'm sorry. What, what was that? It's Sting! Ah, true. Sting. Okay, cool. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Again, you've been listening to the Wrestle Ball Podcast. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. Later, Gator.